What's up, what's happening? Y'all already know who it is. It's the People's Champs of Podcast, the Uncensored Underdogs. Welcome to Seven Days. I go by the name of Reggie Days, man, and uh, this week we are joined by two more illustrious guests. We got uh, Cheryl's. Everybody say what's up. How you doing this week, Cheryl's? I'm heated, but we'll talk about that later. Well, that's that's a great way to start off with the energy. Uh, coming up next, man, we got my dog. Uh, first time for you guys, I guess, a lot of listeners, uh, especially shout out to a lot of listeners who have been tuning in from South Florida and listening in off of uh, my homeboy Gladstone's recommendation and a few other people. Uh, thanks to you guys for uh, reaching out to me and letting me know that you guys have with the content. I love y'all. We love y'all as a group. Uh this guy is probably one of the more prominent brothers who's uh, moving and shaking in Orlando right now. Go ahead and introduce yourself to the people, man. Well, you already know who it is, man. This your boy from Uncensored 07, man. The constructor of criticism, the persecutor of perspective, man. A.K.A. Mr. Uncensored 07, also better known as Chico Ace, man. Live, reporting live from the Reggie Days podcast, man. I had to come show my brother some love. I'm here to cause some hell, cause some trouble, man. So, what's good? Now, uh, for those of you who do your homework at the end of uh, seven days, you remember I shouted out Uncensored 407 last week. So, some of y'all, this should be your second time here in Chico. But for those of y'all who uh, decided to ditch homework for a week, I decided to bring in a special little bit for you guys. Just to uh, hear my dog's talent, hear his voice, and uh, hopefully he piques your interest. Yeah, but for sure. A lot of you guys have uh, have been complaining that we haven't been doing the newsreel for a while. Honestly, the reason why I stopped doing newsreel is because I know a lot of shit happens throughout the week, but it's so much of it that I don't give a fuck about, and I don't want to lie to the people. Like the whole point of this show is when we talk about things, is we try to keep it authentic and we try to keep it uh, honest. We try yeah. to make sure that whatever we speak about, everyone actually genuinely has a say so in or really even cares about. And uh, you know, I, I listen to y'all, so. Bringing it back, not just for this week, but let's see how long this goes before we stop giving a fuck about the news again. Here goes the newsreel. Now, uh, coming up at the top, man, shout out to Keisha Lance Bottoms, who was elected the mayor of Atlanta. That's right. Atlanta's so black, they got a mayor named Keisha. So, uh, <laughs> <laughs> finally. So, so, big ups to her. Big ups to her, man. Uh, how do y'all feel about that whole race? I didn't, I didn't really listen into it until late. I didn't know what was going on until they were doing like the big press run with all the rappers and all of that. But how do y'all feel about it? I'm honestly, I'm proud. Um, it's been a while since Atlanta's had a black representative and it's time that we do have a black representative, specifically a woman. Um, I just, I'm a little weary of what was going on in this election. Like every election in politics, there's always something juicy that goes on. Um, but other than that, I don't have much of a take. You know, we finally got someone that's black in power in Atlanta, finally. See, what I felt like was is that a lot of people got caught up in the whole race thing. Because, don't get me wrong, like, I'm all for black excellence. I'm all for people doing their thing that they of the, um, you know, of the, you know, with the melanin skin and all that. I'm all for it now. <laughs> I'm all for it. But my, my whole thing about it is there was a lot of scandals going on by, by, by her campaign or whatever it was. I didn't hear any scandals. She only has bro. one scandal. Man, come on now. That's one too many. She has no, she has nothing on her rap. She, she's pretty clean. Man, they said that she was using, if you go look at that video on the tube, uh, on YouTube, they were saying that something about somebody was stealing money, doing all this, and then she tried to say it was somebody that she was working in correlation with, or uh, you know, 
cohesive acts and stuff like that. But my thing about it is, is that I'm a big fan of like when you doing business, bro, always keep it thorough, always keep it honest. And I get it sometimes, you know, for marketing, PR uh, uh, purposes and stuff like that. You got to you got to know how to say things, piece things together. But it's no better approach than the most authentic approach. And I felt like it was a lot to that story that they just covered because, you know, I, I'm not going to flex, though. I'm not I, I'm proud of her because she did it mm-hmm. like. I don't care through adversity, all those good things and stuff like that. She did it, but I, you know, I'm a person, I'm, I'm a fan of intelligence. So I love to know how did you get there? Why did you get there? And who did you have to shit on to get there? Mm-hmm. Like, I want to know those Oof. things before I go to, before I go to saying, you know, I, I fuck with it. You know what I mean? I mean, her daddy was an R&B singer, so. Oh, Jesus. There you go. Oh, Lord. There you go right there. <laughs> this nigga, whoa, whoa, hold on. This dude was an R&B singer with the last name Bottoms? I guess so. And I, I don't even know. Those jokes had to be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Them jokes go. had to be hilarious, bro. There you go. So, yeah. that's Shot. the start, you know. My dog was working for Playboy and everything. Records. Oh, Playboy Records. Let's be specific. <laughs> oh, Playboy Records. <laughs> I was about to say bottom was on Playboy. That's so dope. I just realized that how well Who that played Playboy into Playboy. Who was that? Like Hugh Huffman and them? No, no, no. I can look it up for you, but no, he was a part of Playboy Records. Okay. Yeah. But shout out to her though, man. Be proud of you, mama. You did your thing. You know what I'm saying. You got that whole mayor look going. That whole uh, what it is, Olivia Pope thing going on for you, baby. I hope that you do your thing. You know what I mean. But you know, I, I still want to know your story. If you listening to Reggie them podcast, please find one of us. Please, me or Reggie. Shit, right. I'm trying to find you. I want. I want to interview you. I want to know. But uh, next. On the list, we got LeVar Ball now. LeVar Ball, you know, in LeVar Ball, we trust as young black men out here. We we got we got to always back overzealous dads because that's that's just what it's about. That's Honestly. that's so big in the culture to to me. That's that's a big thing in the culture. When uh, for those true. of us out there who do have father figures, they got to be the dude that's just so extra. Like your dad should be the guy who thinks you the greatest ever dude. Like, your dad should have the amount of confidence to think he better than Michael Jordan. Yeah. You got to be big to raise black men in America. I, I, uh, I don't like the way they that they do him. Medium? How they do. I don't like how they do do. Mm-hmm. They don't know how it is growing up like us. They don't know how it is when it comes to your pops not being there. When when your mama got to be mama and daddy all the time, dang nil. So when I see a dad like LeVar Ball, bro, like how Reggie just said, man, and, and LeVar, we, do, we really do trust. It's nothing that he can do to me wrong unless he go beat his wife or something. I swear. Right, right. It's nothing that this man can do to me wrong because the way that he believed, if, think about this, bro. You ever thought about like, dang, bro, if I ever had a father like LeVar Ball, I'd probably be rolling around with $20, $30 million in my pocket. You damn right. You get what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like really real out here and I love the way that he do it and yeah. they try to portray him like he crazy. No, he's securing but, okay, the bag now, for his family. Now let's, let's, let's get to that. Now the latest right. thing that the, the latest the thing that they're secured. talking about, the latest thing that they're talking about right now, LeVar Ball pulled his two youngest sons out of school to play basketball allegedly overseas. Now, we know the situation with LiAngelo Ball and uh, the arrest in China due to um, uh, stealing the Louis Vuitton sunglasses. That caused an issue with UCLA. So he was going to deal with the fact that UCLA wanted to make an example out of him, especially, you know, they, they have to do something. They have to do something because he was representing their school overseas okay. when uh, this thing occurred. So they wanted to suspend him as well as the other two uh, dudes that participated. They wanted to put them on a indefinite suspension. Now, which is still a cop out. 
which is still a cop out. But the the thing is, they have to do something. They got to do something. But I would I would take indefinite suspension because it could be either a good thing or a bad thing. And mm-hmm. with the thing, way that things are in their favor right now, they need him more than you know what I'm saying. Like, right now, here's what happened. Lavar wasn't happy with that sentence, so what he decided to do was pull him out of college. He was already in the situation where he pulled his youngest son, who's Lamelo. He pulled Lamelo out of high school uh, due to the fact that he wasn't seeing eye to eye with the coaching staff. So he already pulled him out and wanted to do the whole, you know, t- basketball 24 hours thing with him. Now the concept is he wants to sell him off as a package deal and bring them over to Europe to play basketball over there. Now here's a lot of people have mixed emotions about this. Uh, some people feel like he's overreacting. Some people feel like he's doing more harm than good to these kids' futures by putting them in the position to have to play European basketball. What do you guys think about that? I think it's whatever he wants his son to do. And if they agree, you just live your life. Why does it matter, essentially? That's a good point. True. I mean, my whole thing about it is is that I can understand both sides of it. Like I said, the spectrum. A lot of people are always going to have opinions and stuff like that because parental styles are different. Mm. You get what I mean? But I don't uh, I don't disagree with how aggressive he is when it comes to being a parental figure. He's like, okay, well, cool. You know what? My son would be probably wasting his time over here. For I would be, not only would you be wasting my time, but my son's time for me to sit here and have to meet with you multiple times to get you to understand the level of, of, of skill set that my son is at. Okay, boom. On top of that, okay, y'all finna indefinitely suspend my son. Guess what? My son can go be making hundreds of thousands of dollars, maybe even more with how LeVar Ball is out here negotiating deals, millions, while he can play overseas. Why, why I don't have to, you know what? My son is actually around these kids that are influencing him to do these things because they said that the boy didn't even, he wasn't the, the one that initially started. He was just following the lead. Yeah. So my whole thing about it is why, okay, if that's going to be the case, then you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go over, I'm going to go ahead and put him around people that's going to be like, you know what? You need to do this, bro. You need to focus to go do this. This is how we get to the NBA from, you know, being over here and stuff like that. Like that's, I, I don't blame him for his parental style. Now, would I have done that? Um, I would have to be in that situation because I would have, it's a lot that goes into kids that a lot of people don't understand. You got to know personality types. Mm-hmm. You got to know how your kid responds to certain things in, in, envi- in certain environments. You got to know, you got to know all of that. So. No, that's, that's a good point. My biggest thing is um, too many people focus when they talk about the topics of LeVar Ball or even the, the ball children, the big baller brand. They, they focus too much on oh. parenting. Um, to me, I want to talk strategy. I think his strategy may work in his favor, but it's a very big risk. It's going to work, bro. We don't know that 100% because of the European League. That's Mm. that's where it's going to get interesting. The good idea out of this is removing LiAngelo from college. Because the college basketball thing, he was only doing that for seven months in general and then preparing himself for the NBA draft. Do we believe that he was going to be drafted into the NBA? There was a high likelihood that he would, but there was also a good chance that he wasn't even going to be drafted because he's not projected to be a player like Lonzo. Mm -hmm. So people are already looking at him like he might not have been, you know, the cherry picked gem that his dad thinks that he is now jumping into the draft early what could have happened he could have ruined uh his worth if he went and entered the draft early didn't get chosen and ended up having to play another year Mm. of ucla basketball Mm. because then now you start looking a little funny in the light what he may have saved him from by taking him over to Europe and learning European basketball, European basketball is heavy on fundamentals and heavy on uh, uh, 
it's, this it's a it's a very disciplined style of play. It's a very yep. aggressive style of play. And it's something that he would excel at. Now, here's the problem. Here's where I see a risk. The younger son, however, LaMelo. LaMelo's only 16. The European League, these dudes is monsters, man. And the average age out there is already 24, 25. This 16-year-old yeah. is going to struggle. Because I know Brandon Jennings, when Brandon Jennings went over and played in the European League, he had a hard time dealing. And he was playing, I don't remember if it was Italy or China, but he had a very difficult time playing over there. And mind you, he was a 20-year-old, and he was pretty pretty big. He wasn't tall, as tall as LaMelo, but he was at least stockier. But see... See, that's why I say it's all, that's why I say it's a lot that goes into it. Cause you got to really like know your child. And when I say know your child, we have, we have, you know, for people out there that don't know, like they call me Chico Ace, but I'm Hispanic. So we had a cousin that we used, my cousin who sway, God bless the dead. He used to play overseas ball at like 16, 17 years old. And it all came down to, we knew him. We knew that if that's something that he really wanted to go do, he was like, man, if I, if I don't stop going to school, I'm going to hurt somebody. You know what I mean? It's just like one of them things. Like, it's always some beef going on. So, but I love basketball. Every time he wanted to play basketball, bro, he always found out he was either ineligible. He either found out that he had this going on, this going on. So he was like, man, you know what? Forget this. Something to go play overseas, et cetera, et cetera. That was the best thing he could have done because after he, he played overseas for like four or five years, but then the moment he stopped playing ball, he got into some trouble, got killed. Now it just all, all depends on the level, the level of discipline that the younger one got. Now we can trust in LeVar Ball. You know what I mean? But like you said, it's it's it's, it's really a 51-49. I won't even say a 50-50. It's really a 51-49 that he might mess up. Mm. Because when you're 16, bro, you're just at a certain mental state right. where, like, bro, you're seeing a lot of stuff. Yeah. You're seeing women get slayed. You, you're making a lot of money. If your daddy, if you and your daddy get into an argument, if your daddy is not signed on as your, I, I, I'm pretty sure he's managing their money. So I'm pretty sure if say something happened, your dad again argument, you managing your money, man. You 16, 17 years old, bro. Eighty thousand, ninety thousand dollars, or however much money you getting over there in that currency, man. You living like a king in a lot of them countries over there, and a lot of them them them, them places. Is 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 man? Them basketball players get treated like gods, bro. But you also got to think about the men, the the mentality, like the mind state. It could be kind of harmful because thinking about it this way, from the average sixteen year old, what's the biggest thing? Like whether it's you know sixteen year old superstars, sixteen year old movie stars, pop stars, whatever, they always need certain things to feel like home. They always need certain things to to bring them back to what feels good. When you're stuck in fucking Israel playing basketball or certain other places playing basketball, you don't have the same food anymore. Right. You don't have the same, the TV ain't the same. No but that's more. why I say it other, all depends like, on your, when, when, with the child, like if I was 16, 17 years old, but I had to go, I had a chance to go play overseas. I wouldn't miss home. So his discipline, his discipline plays a big role. Yeah. Right. The average teenager. Yes. I feel like a lot of them be like, damn, you know, click their heels together three times. There's no place like home. Yeah. But, the the one you never know you never know how deep this kid is so this kid might feel like man it's my perfect opportunity to show them that you know what they slept on me I, I'm I'm gonna take it I'm gonna go do this I'm gonna go do that so I really feel like if Levar Ball is confident in, which he very he, he's he's very much very so confident is. he's very confident <laughs> no matter in what aspect you look at it his his kids his parental style so I feel like the, I feel like the Jitterbug is gonna do all right I feel like they're gonna do what they need to do and I feel like he's gonna keep making the money like I actually even watched a little show on YouTube. To the Lavar family, yeah, oh yeah, ball I like family. it. Ball I, love I love it, bro. Like it's it's different to me. It's authentic, and I feel like at least he's trying to capture capture 
like I don't know, bro. I, I like it. It's it's very stern, but yet it's very vulnerable. It's a great show. He's Definitely. a great guy, and I feel like he got phenomenal kids, bro. His his kids ain't out here killing people and doing that bad. So I feel like anything that he going through with his kids, he can overcome it because his his energy is very infectious. Hey, uh. Honestly, best of luck to them boys, and uh, I'm pretty sure they're going to come out on the other side champions, man. They're, they're, they're going to know what to do, and they're going to handle it. They're going to handle their business. But uh, moving on, Stacey Dash uh, is making her black entertainment reappearance in a Dame Dash movie with Cameron. And this is after her blasting BET and, the, and black culture as a whole for the past few years. Uh, do y'all care about this? Who, no. who cares about? Who, who? What's her name again? <laughs> oh, okay. That's they right. Maybe Damon Dash. You say Damon Dash? That's that's important, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, other than that, bro, we ain't even got to really. Nobody care for you. She she's a sellout. Mm-hmm. Got the little pink, like I said earlier, bro. Got the little pink with uh, Vienna sausage. Now she don't know how to act towards that. And <laughs> <laughs> don't nobody got time for that. Stacy Dash, best of luck to you and all your future endeavors. Once you choose a side, you got to stay there. So stay over there with the pink toes. But. Because we don't need you. But didn't she say earlier, maybe like a few days ago, she said she disowned the movie. Yeah, apparently she's suing. Uh, we don't know whether it's Dame Dash or Kanye West, who's the uh, executive producer of the film. But apparently she's suing because she claims that she never gave uh, the rights her or her likeness rights or something like that. She should give the right for them to use her picture. Yeah, the on the tree on, on the fly, whoever, whatever. Which is which is interesting because she's in the movie. She's not denying that she's in the movie, but she is uh, suing because she didn't give them the rights to put her picture on the actual flyer. She said, I didn't really sign any papers. Time, I didn't sign any papers, she said. You ain't signed no papers? About, I think she's doing this because nobody talked about her in a while. But it's a publicity stunt, bro. That's what, you ever notice that every time a big project or something like that is coming out, like, bro, I'm not even going to flex with y'all, bro. I feel like that whole Tyrese shit is a joke, too. And we will, I, we're not talking about Tyrese on here, man. Oh, no. Nah, <laughs> oh, that's your boy? No, no, no. I mean, I'm not, I'm not giving that no type of... Fame is a drug, bro. We not we, we we not gonna help this man. I ain't I ain't serving Tyrese right now. True. Mm. Well, I just feel like it's the same thing with uh, Stacey Dash. Then I feel like that she just ain't she ain't got a fix in a while. She need a fix because she's been off the scene. Mm. But for her to for nothing. her to sue her own cousin Dame Dash, I'm thinking it's because he released that he's going to put the movie out or the indie movie, so short film out in spring so next like marchish mm-hmm. and she saw the feedback from the trolls and the people who like her apparently who didn't want to see her in the movie and now she's like well fuck um people don't really give a fuck about me so now she's putting up this huge front that she didn't want to do it but i just think all you know I, I, I let me stop though. playing i actually didn't know there was cousins until she mentioned did, that yeah was well i did yeah no nah, because i thought dash was like a fake last name for Dame. okay that i didn't know dame's it. name like his legal his name, name was Dame. Dash. Dash. so are they related to roscoe dash hey. I, don't know. <laughs> I know a lot of people actually though to be honest with you are like bro i'm gonna be completely transparent a lot of people in the music industry and the entertainment industry are like related like a lot of people didn't know that future is cousins with people from Dungeon Family. That's how Future yeah. was destined to be great. Yeah. So he didn't have a choice. Like, mm-hmm. he didn't have a choice. So it's just kind of like, when it comes to stuff like that, bro, first and foremost, well, like T.I. and Nelly. Waka and Deb, no idea. That's what I'm yeah. saying, though, No bro. Like, idea. People know, don't know stuff like that because they don't really be doing their research, but yeah. when this stuff transpired like this where you suing family, bro, to be honest with you, man, I, I really just feel like it's all... Well, hopefully she not suing and just acting up and just saying... Man, bro. But she, she I did. think they doing that jump for publicity, bro. I'm trying to tell you, bro. Bo- 
boost the movie up. Man, they trying to do that. If the movie come out like February, March, it's the end of December. Yeah. Bro, that's great promo. People yeah. now are going to look at this movie. They're going like, to watch the movie to see, okay, but you you say you're not in the movie, but you ain't in this trailer. They're going to watch the movie just to talk trash. Just to talk Come trash. On, bro. And that's all you need. I mean, you got, you got 20, 30 million people viewing in just to talk trash. He's going to be like, okay, you talking trash, but y'all paid to see my movie just to talk trash. Right. I know how Dame Dash work, bro. He's a shrewd businessman. Yeah. Man, I hope they come together and save Roscoe Dash's career, man. I heard he out here driving Ubers. Oh, uh, I hope baby. that ain't true. But big ups to Roscoe Dash out there. I know he's uh he's out there waiting for five stars from somebody. Uh, mm. Coming up next, though, <laughs> <laughs> we got Time Magazine um, and their Person of the Year issue. Now, this was something I didn't. I'm I'm not gonna lie. This is one of those topics where I was like, I really don't even want to touch on this shit. But I'm gonna be very quick on it. I'm gonna be real quick on it. So they gave their person of the year cover this year to the quote unquote silence breakers. Now the group uh, known as the silence breakers are the, the me too movement, the women that came out and uh, pointed out all the disgusting perverted bullshit that's been happening in Hollywood over the past few years. And it's getting all these old ass wrinkly men out of here. It's a lot going on now. They also said that their runner up was going to be Donald Trump. A lot of people were upset about that. I don't, my personal take on uh, the idea that Donald Trump could have been Time Magazine's Person of the Year, it makes sense. It makes sense. Person of the Year doesn't mean best person best of the person. year. Best person. It doesn't mean nicest most, person of the year. Most talked about. Who's the most popping nigga, nigga on, on the planet? And y'all niggas on always talk Earth. about Trump. All the time. On planet Earth, who's the most popping person right now? Diddy. I mean, he make the most Diddy money. is not more popping than Trump. Stop it. Stop yes, it. Fucking is, stop bro. it. Fucking yes, stop is. it, but Diddy. You can Diddy. go twenty four hours without mentioning Diddy's name. I, I haven't heard. I, I haven't heard twenty four hours of any channel. I haven't heard of Diddy since Trump. Drake. So wait, what? Bro, Diddy. I don't know, bro. I just keep up with that financial wealth, bro. I just keep up with that 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 them investments. Who you missing, you know Diddy? You got it. That's great. It just depends. It just depends on what. Who is the most popping figure? The most polarizing figure? I'm telling you, from my personal about. perspective, is Diddy, bro. Oh, perspective wise, yeah, but internet searches wise, like my I'm talking thing. about numbers. My internet oh, searches. No, no. I mean, I don't know, bro. I don't really follow nothing Trump be doing like that because I feel like it's all a mock, bro. I feel like this shit right now, bro. Not even trying to be funny. Once again, I always make sure I say that, bro. Just complete transparency. I feel like this shit not even real right now. Like, it ain't no way in hell that Donald Trump is the fucking president. Like, <laughs> I'm, you waiting, really I'm waiting for back. my time. I'm going to reclaim my time. I'm, if he could be president. Bro, or, I know, bro. You got to, bro. Voting not, Paris Hilton 2022. Bro, thank you for saying that, bro. <laughs> nobody understands me when I say shit like that. When I say, well, fuck it, I should have just voted for Nicole Richie. Like, if Donald Trump, bro. Bro, you got to think about this. This man is in office acting the ass. He's in office, acting the ass, doing what the fuck he want to. Hey, I'm going to say this. Maybe I'm just that that guy who just looks at things from a very different perspective. Mm-hmm. I think, honestly, I would have preferred Donald on the cover because Donald was the ideal of anything is possible. No, for when real. When I saw him become, like, anything is possible. You understand, you can time. do whatever the fuck you want on this planet. Listen. Now I believe it. Listen. Donald Trump, thank you. Bro, you ain't got to be smart. Thank you for the inspiration. You ain't got to be you can sit here and tell people. He needs to stop breathing. Grab him by the pussy and still become the president, the leader of the free world. Speaking oh. of grabbing by the pussy, though, let's get back on topic. Um, <laughs> Wait a minute. It's interesting to see all these big people take these hits that nobody expected them to take. Like a lot of people are taking big. Like Weinstein thought this was something that was going to blow over. Louis C.K. 
Uh, uh, Russell Simmons got 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 slapped with a few. Now mm-hmm. it's a lot of people that are taking hits that never thought that the day would come where you know all these times where they ran up on people crazy or they did all types they of you know pervert shit. shit that they, they never thought, they thought that it would with. come back to them. Now there's now here's where we're starting to get into other conversations. I like them being named um, the most interesting or uh, what is it persons of the year or whatever. Person of yeah, the year. yeah, just people of the year. I think. I think this year, if we go, let's say, five years from now, right, when we look back, there are two things that we're going to remember. Mm-hmm. People are going to remember Donald Trump's first year as president, and people are going to remember this is the year where Hollywood fell on his face. Yeah. Because Kevin Spacey, like the whole House of Cards thing falling apart, a lot, like there's a lot of big name people everywhere that are falling on their fucking faces. That these are, to some people, these niggas is gods, bro. Mm-hmm. These were people that that could make or break your whole career. If they say they dislike you as a person, that could have been everything. Mm-hmm. So for some of these people who like back in the day, you know, it's a, it's a young 19, 20 year old impressionable chick in his office. And you're like, all right, um, old wrinkly ass nigga looking at her. And he's like, hey, if you don't dome me up right now, I'm going to tell everybody in the world not to hire you. <laughs> and he could do that. <laughs> and she wouldn't have a job. Now, imagine, imagine now. You know, she done blocked this shit from her memory. This is 20 years later or whatever. Now she looking. This guy that was a god at one point, now his face is everywhere. His family done left him. He's losing money by the day. All types of everything falling apart. These niggas being diagnosed with cancer. All types. Like, I Karma. <laughs> Brain they ass down. Karma. At your lowest that low point. That low should have been the person of the year. Let me bring Karma. you lower. Let Karma should have been the person it. to do. But I feel like they need to start showing these inevitable forces more respect because karma is one person that you cannot dodge and the death is another is appointment that you can't miss. Right. You can't, you can't, bro, these people got to stop playing with these forces out here. They, they were doing a lot of, 2017 is probably one of the worst years in history, bro. Literally. Know, it's the best year for me. So much. So much. Ah, being a woman, I guess. Well, it, it was good for women. Yeah, women it was a great year for women. A lot of women very empowered themselves. Yeah. This year. This was it was great, for but women. that's how it goes, bro. Listen, I, I told my boy this. He thought I was hallucinating. I said, bro, I'm going to tell you something. I said, it's something about the universe that every few years, one, um, one sex dominates the other. Okay. You get what I'm saying? So, like, I feel like for the last two to three years, bro, it's been about the women. I feel like the women is reclaiming their rights. The women is reclaiming their dominance. Like, the women are sitting here now like, baby, if he ain't got no car, no job, no nothing, we not babying him. We not doing this. Bruh, something, but it happens every two to three years. And I told him, I said, bruh, 2018 to 2020 to 21, watch how the men start flourishing, bro. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I'm for real, bro, because it done being like... No, 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 no. I, I just think that's how it works. It's like something that happens good for the women. Like, bro, think about this. Hey, bro, listen. Beyonce is a god. Michelle Obama, <laughs> Michelle Obama is a god. That's so true that just the magic that's in the air Come on, bro. Women, these sparkles, the, the, it's some, bro. It's, it's, it's but, time. but it's, it's serious, bro. Let's talk about them people. Let's talk about how they should have been the people of the year. These, they're. Not, whoa, whoa, whoa. If we're talking about this specific year, probably not. Mm-mm. But I don't know. Bro. Not I, this year. Who do you feel like should have been the people of the, the I, person? I think year? they awarded it right, bro. Cause this Somebody, is the, Nick Cabinet? No, no, no. Who? I think that, I think, uh, I think they awarded it right. To who? To Me the, too, the, the Me Too movement. I think that's oh, the most um, powerful force of the year, bro. I'm not going to lie to y'all, though. 
And it's not just women either. I don't feel like they should have got no award. Terry Crews came out. Terry Crews came out too. And he um, talked about the the white executive dude that tried him in front of his wife. And he couldn't do nothing back to him because he was like, you know, I'm a, I'm a huge black guy. If I swing on this guy, that's it for me forever. I'm in jail. They're looking at me as an angry black dude for the rest of my career. Everything is over for me. Mm-hmm. I really like, felt like that movement was BS. And that's just me. I feel like it has some positive effects to it. But my whole thing about it is I feel like, bro, I don't know. I just don't don't mind me. I just felt some sort of way since the Bill Cosby thing. I just but this didn't is a agree. whole different thing than Cosby, the Bill, bro. The Bill I Cosby feel like it's, thing was because he was just about to purchase one of the biggest networks. But that's what I'm saying. That's different. And bro, that's, I don't know. No, because there are a lot of people, women kept saying, oh, he did that to you. Me too. <laughs> me too. <laughs> bro. It wasn't true. But this one well, well, this, Okay, true. let's talk about this. Okay. Let, let me break some things down for you. The difference, because I feel the exact same mm-hmm. way that you do about that. And I also feel that way about the situation that happened with uh, Nate Parker. Okay. Nate Parker and what happened with the whole um, the the slave movie, the Nat Turner movie, mm-hmm. oh, and yeah, when a yeah, lot yeah. of people you know turned their backs on him right before the movie came out and all of that, yeah, and how that movement hurt him. Mm-hmm. Now that was a whole different thing. This movement started with one woman came out and was talking about how this man named Harvey Weinstein, the girl from Charmed. Yeah, the chicken okay. charmed. Okay. She came out and said okay. that Harvey Weinstein was not only a, a pervert to her, but she heard so many stories of so many other women that he raped, harassed. He come out in in nothing but a towel, talking about massage me and all types of weird shit, and it just happened. And so many men knew about it in Hollywood. But and why never don't said nothing? I, now, now why ain't nobody saying nothing? That's and that's the, the problem. That's what the Me Too movement. That's is. what the Me Too movement is. is. Now, People are now, now saying, saying something. But but that's not cool. It's it's you have to think about emotionally wise or at the moment when you're trying to get your career lifted, you gonna do whatever it takes. Bro, you have. But then when you start to see that same bad person, that horrible and person, and think about it this way, rise to the occasion and rise to the top where you're still dwindling in their appearance, you gotta do something. About in my it. email, right. In my email, my, my, um, what do they call it? Remember the look when your phones used to have the signatures? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, right. So in my email, it says, I'd rather fail in originality than succeed in, um, like copying somebody, basically not being authentic, right? Yeah. I don't care. Listen to everybody that's listening to my brother podcast. If somebody do something to you women, or even y'all men, cause men, bro, I done got sexually harassed. Yeah. And I done had women drug me, then roof me all up and through temple. I'm going to tell you something. Say it when it happens. Don't be. It's You don't put too much time. You don't put too much time between it. But there's a reason why. I'm going yeah. to combat that. with. There's a reason why there's no statute of limitations on these things in particular. Yeah. Because the emotional damage that a lot of people take, some of them can't even register. Yeah what happened but that's what i'm saying it takes takes some of them it takes like years later you see somebody else you see somebody else Mm -hmm. mention their story now all of a sudden all that stuff that they repress Mm -hmm. they're they're pouring it out now and and here's what i'm gonna say some of these niggas the shit that the shit is so vile i'm glad they even if it's late i don't give a fuck come out now and say i'm glad that they're getting getting hemmed up yes you know you know who the worst one is the worst i've heard so far charlie fucking sheen let me tell you what this charlie sheen no 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 no. give me give me a minute give me a minute Cause I, I gotta get serious on this one. Let me tell y'all what this piece of shit did, dog. So there's a guy named Corey Hain who came out and uh he, he committed suicide not long ago. This dude was a child star. Now Corey Oh, Hain, I, I heard the story. Corey Haim said that um he was molested before and that he had dealt with all types of abuse. 
how about the story comes out now after the Me Too movement, somebody else came out and um, defended him and said that, oh, by the way, when y'all were telling my, my friend that he was a liar and he ended up killing himself because of it, just so y'all know, he was talking about the fact that Charlie Sheen, Charlie Sheen on the set of a, I don't know if it was a TV show or a movie, Bro, sodomized this guy yeah. in, in public outside of a trailer. People walked by, saw what the fuck was going on, let it go on and ignored it. And years later, even when he came forward and was asking for people to stand with him, nobody gave a fuck. Nah, people were scared, though. Scared of who? They were scared of Charlie Sheen. Exactly. No, I'm talking about because I read it. Who couldn't get his shit together? But he was. But 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 he was the fucking man at the time. But see, bro. But see, the thing about it is, bro. Proper planning prevents piss poor performance. And when I say that, bro, I get it. I love the fact that people coming out and they doing these things that they doing. But bro, I'm a I'm a strong advocate to where like I get it. As long as you come out, you know you that person gets got for what they did, man, bro. Do that shit now, and I get it. It's gonna cause you some psychological trauma. It's gonna do all those things. But listen, bro, do not carry that burden because you know rest in peace to that young man you get what i'm saying because yeah. that's a lot to deal with like it's a lot that i went through as a child that was very similar to what he had going on bro like and i get where he's coming from mm-hmm. but bro speak out on it when it happens and my granddaddy always told me since i was a boy always speak out on trauma traumatizing things when it happens because that shit sits inside you and it festers and when it festers bro yeah you might reach the end goal of getting that person locked up 20 years later but think about 20 years of how many times you done fucked up this person because you you know what i'm saying it's just a lot bro like yeah you don't got you can't even be close to your child the way that you want to be close to because you're right. scared okay you're so right. you see how you're saying that that's what the me too movement is yeah and the reason people. why they're coming out now they're telling people in the future they're giving people confidence yeah say it now yeah bro like so say it. that junk bro because i hate hearing stories about men like that bro like the way they like bro i'm coming to you as another human being man can you please help me get this man locked up because i know i'm not the only one that he done did this to because exactly. i read that story bro and it was another story too when they was talking about like bro if you go look at the stories of why like the people from like um not home alone i think it was home alone too like when you read these stories about these childhood actors and stuff like that like and you find out the real reason why they stopped doing this stuff and i said bro hollywood is really that evil and that wicked the way they doing this to kids and didn't that happen in seventh heaven too the bro seventh heaven was like yeah. molesting the kids seventh heaven Damn, bro, that was my show. Wow. I can't even ruin look. my childhood, bro. That show was my life. That was my family. Yes, bro. Right. That was my family. I sat at the table for dinner with them. And I feel bad. I feel bad because these guys that portray these strong father-like figures and that portray these strong father-like beings that you can be, bro, shout it's kind of sad. The movement for exposing. Yeah, man. Shout the out to reality of Hollywood. Shout out to y'all so both, all, though. So shout out to both all. of y'all for t- for dropping that knowledge on me for the Me Too movement, like yeah, real man. shit. No, because I know the type of person you are. That's why when you first said you uh, you weren't feeling it, I knew you didn't get the connotation. Yeah. I knew you didn't get it. You know me, bro. Yeah, I'm very yeah. lit. So if I hear something like Me Too, uh, you are piggybacking ass no, person. That, you know I'm me. Gonna lie, I got <laughs> I got slandered on Twitter because uh, when I first heard about it, I was like, what the fuck y'all mean Me Too? Like, I was thinking it was a whole bunch of people just jumping in and being like, shit, Me Too? Like, yeah. not even being legit with it. I thought it was just people bandwagoning and that's always dangerous. Yeah. That's dangerous because that's how dangerous. people go to jail and be innocent. I caught myself yeah. in the situation at end. I will say, thank you, Me Too movement. Thank you, Nola Darling, um, for opening up my eyes to 
yeah. what it really truly means to Word be up, y'all, bro. quote unquote. And assaulted. to all the to all the women out there, man, stay strong. Don't let these dudes do wild Please shit. Don't. But also, also, do not take this as an opportunity to get back at your ex, to get back at your baby daddy. To don't ruin, <laughs> that, don't scammers? ruin. Here's here's what I'm gonna say. Don't ruin. <laughs> What well, all these scammers. women have going on, these women have mm-hmm. a positive movement going mm-hmm. on, and they're they're cleaning up the streets. Scammers don't are ruin it and join in and lie. Please don't. <laughs> don't do that. Because we we bought. Or I'm pretty sure all three of us can attest to that. that. We hate shit like that. Don't, don't do, do that. that. Please don't get innocent people out there. Because I hate stories like that too, where these guys getting out 20, 30 years later, and then they mm-hmm. they still have to pay their bill, brother. Get out right. and all this stuff, but they and, and, and men the out there and men out there. Shout out to you know all the dudes who are doing what they supposed to and keeping their hands to their goddamn selves, and to all the dudes out there who've molested people in the past, sexually harassed people, did all types of wild shit. Your day is coming, bro. <laughs> so it's you coming. better Kinda you better pull insane. all your money out of all your stocks and bonds. You better move to Bora Bora. You better do whatever the fuck because they coming for you, bro. It's your time is up. But I'm happy all this is happening before we pop off and before we blow up, so I can get all these evil motherfuckers the fuck out of Hollywood before I get there. Please, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Good yes, looking out. I feel the dream. Good looking I out. I feel the dream, Reggie. <laughs> um, but we gonna end off this newsreel, man, with um a segment that I started uh, a few weeks ago where we give love to black businesses. All right, big ups to the Shade Room, man. They uh they put together a, a really good post showing these six applications that are pushing black excellence. So starting off, we got uh Official Black Wall Street is the name of the app. It's an app that helps you locate black-owned businesses around you uh, so that you can purchase things directly from them. The second application is called Appolition. That's A-P-P-O-L-I-T-I-O-N, Appolition. Uh Pretty much each year, millions of people who haven't been convicted of any crimes, they sit in jail off the simple fact that they can't afford bail. A lot of people don't know that. Now, this is an app that allows you to donate spare change, um, and it pretty much gives these people a fighting chance to actually pay their bail off. So imagine, like, I have uh, Bank of America, and what Bank of America does is, like, if I buy something that costs $1.70, 30 cents goes into my savings account. Well, what you can do is uh, do a keep the change program with Appalachian where when you buy things, your change goes towards, you know, uh, a fund and it gets donated to this program that's going to allow people to be able to get bail and get back home to their families. Dope. Now, the next app is called We Read Too. And this is for all the black readers out there, all the self-proclaimed nerds, you know, nerd hive we out here. Um, It's an app to browse books that are featuring color uh, characters of color. That's beautiful. For this, for this petition. Yes. Yeah, man, it's it's uh it's pretty much books featuring characters of color written by people of color and written with diverse readers in mind. So if you don't want every book to read like a Medea movie, don't worry <laughs> yeah. about it. It's not going to be like that. <laughs> Tyler Perry didn't write every one of these books. Um, the next app, please don't hate me if I pronounce this wrong. It's called Mayavana. M Y A V A N A. Yeah, I think Mavana. that's my. I think that's right. Mavana. Yeah. Think it's it's right. Mavana, bro. No, there's a Y in it. It's Mavana. That Y not silent. You, it's because we black. How's I'm the Y you. silent? It's Mavana, bro. Ax <laughs> it over the Y, make it silent. Ax Siri. Ax <laughs> <laughs> Siri. But um, it's an app that serves as a virtual hair care guru. So it gives consultations oh. and recommends products for each person's unique hair goals. And what you do is you apply for the app and you get your own hair care guru that's going to 
walk okay. through the natural hair journey Hashtag with you. Hair goals. Okay. Right. I'm gonna get that for my beard. You know what I'm saying? And I'm gonna set it up. You know. And, you gotta take and I'm gonna start posting up my natural hair journey. Start steaming it. Hopefully, all y'all women out there ain't hating on me because the fact that I got more pull than you do. You know what I'm saying? Ooh, I'm, but ooh, I do what I need ooh. to do. Some I do what I need to do. Three years trying to grow what's on your face. It's it's okay. You so rude, Reggie. It's okay, bro. You just gotta have love. Like that's what it takes. It takes love. Love. Man, I, love you hear that, women? Natural hair routine. Love. love. <laughs> All right. So the next app we have up is the HBCU app. Yeah. Now think about this: sports scores, campus news, events, and uh, fellowship, ranging from freshmen to graduates to even alumni. This app lets you keep up and keep track of everything that has to do with your HBCU. Uh, the very final app is called Blitter, social network app. Now, it sounds when you when you first uh, think about it, when you first think about it, you're like Blitter. What Blitter, the fuck? Who? It's Black Twitter's own social network. We app. need this. So like the concept is for everybody to, as far as Black Twitter goes, think about it. Black Twitter has been fueling society and entertainment for how many years, man? Like, really? Damn. Entertainment has been deemed off of black Twitter for so long. One million dollars. Why don't we just leave and go to our own app? Bro, black Twitter has the most power in the world. I don't care what nobody say, bro. And I literally tweeted this, like, a week ago. I said, for all the movies and collaborations and things that we've made happen, they need to make a donation to black Twitter. They need to. They need to donate to our culture, bro. Which, which is why Blitter exists now. The idea that we can control. Imagine a black corporation that's hiring black people to run a black social network. And they society. do that now, bro. I said that too. I said, bro, they're taking, they're going and saying, you know what? This guy's popular on Twitter. You know what I'm going to do? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to help him make hundreds of thousands of dollars a year for him to work. Like, bro, first and foremost, I'm going to just BG when I say this. All of these Big corporations, Wendy's, Burger King, Taco Bell, all these people that y'all see, where y'all be seeing like they make they make the mean like oh Wendy snap back at uh, Burger King ass and all that. They got black people running them Twitter accounts, bro. You goddamn right. Yeah, the, the clapbacks from Wendy's. Come on, nah. Bruh. Come on, Who bro. Are you? Come on, Can you bro. Come forward, please. Come on, bro. You. It's real. It's really real like that, man. And um, before you before you go, you done you done shouting out all the black companies and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, that was the last one. That was I can shout one. out one. Yeah, shout out to my official uh, clothing sponsor too, man. The culture, man. Um, different clothing for different people. Make sure that y'all shop www.dculture.com. I mean, thecultureclothing.com, man. Um, it's a it's a small black owned business started by my brother. He actually does clothing for high schools. Uh, I think he just actually got his first collegiate D1 collegiate contract too. So I think it's supposed to be something like USF where he helping doing their printing and they, and they designing and stuff like that. So, uh, make sure that you guys shop the culture clothing. And also the second, um, the second one is, you know, my own business, Unsensible 7, man, real talk, real people, real discussion. Make sure that y'all tune in for that, man. I'm trying to bring Reggie back on, man, but Reggie be acting like he be ducking and dodging me. Nah, so man. they, they understand. My listeners understand that I work all day. All week. They know. Because they be cussing me out talking about, so this episode, though, dot, 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 dot. Oh, As in nothing came out yet. And I'm like, hey, man, give me a day. Give me, uh, give me a day, y'all. Give me a day. Bro, we trying to bring Reggie back on, man. Trying to bring my boy back on because that intellectual conversation is what's needed to change the narrative right now, man. So make sure that y'all are really indulging in them conversations. And my last one is my official sponsor. My, my, my liquor sponsor is Bel Air. Make sure to indulge responsibly, man. Drink responsibly. Bel Air, man. Make sure that y'all, y'all get, y'all get that new gold bottle that's out, man. So, uh, if you catch me in the club, man, you always going to see me sipping on some Bel Air, man. Indulge responsibly, please. So, yeah. Shout out to my favorite Bel Air bottle, which is the glow in the dark one with the little button at the bottom. 
Cause I'm childish. Childish like that. <laughs> that bit lit though. I ain't gonna lie. That bit lit. But hey, man, we're gonna take a quick, quick, quick break. We'll be right back. Yeah. And we're back. Um. All right, man. So let's just uh, break it down for the people. If you had to describe, let's start with the show, right? If you had to describe your show to some people who've never heard it before, how would you describe it? Uh, a Fold Seven is a very unique show. Um, it's real talk, real people, real discussion, where anything goes and nothing is off limits. It's a show where we try to highlight people that are up and coming versus, you know, how like people kind of like to ride the wave of those who already done made it. We don't, we don't really like doing that. Their success story is already there. I want to be a part of the success. Like, that's why I like to interview like the Reggie days, people who are out here like authentic i'm talking about when i say authentic i'm talking about like actually grinding like i'm sitting here right now looking at you do your damn thing and it just amazes me and i I'm, i feel like i'm the voice of the millennials right now i feel like the millennials are such a misunderstood i mean it's it's the 90s babies were that team that that 90 to that 2000 was a different a, it was some like what you said. It was different sparkles, and yeah. it was different. It's a different energy that goes through us, bro. <laughs> where we got a lot of potential to change the world, and I like to call myself the voice of the millennials because my whole point of what I try to do is to understand people. I love to understand different perspectives, uh, and, and and you got me, you got comedy, you got. Sydney Taylor, uh, you got DJ Intel, one of the ones and tools. It's a, it's a two hour show, man. Um, eight thirty to ten thirty, uh, broadcast live from Men's Closet. You know, powered by Mega City Radio. Uh, we try to we try to really give people an outlet. Whether you're an artist, and, and and when I say artist, I mean in in various forms. Whether it be That's art, real. modeling, music. If you're a creator of all kinds, come on, huh? And the thing that I like is is that people ask me how I came about with the show. To be honest with you, it, it really happened on the stairway in Alafair Club, <laughs> right there on Alafair. So, <laughs> yo. For those who don't know, Alafair Club is uh, an apartment complex. Uh, that's that's definitely a dope story. We're going to dive into that in a second. It's interesting that you brought up the concept of people riding the backs of, uh, or not even riding the backs, but catching the waves of people who've already mm. uh, done you know, their due diligence and they've already climbed up. And what, what people do is people don't network in the right ways. I think it was Issa Rae who said it uh, recently, who was saying that when you network, the idea is to network across, not network up. Mm. Yeah, bro. The concept is to network across and grind with the right types of people right. so that while you guys gain your experiences and you gain your worth, you you both are bringing good and strong amounts to the table. The problem is uh, too many people try to find somebody who's already quote-unquote on yeah, they try to just like Imitate, throw up a Yeah, they try to throw up that rope and she get that person. Keywords now. That's all it is, bro. I feel like to see the whole point of the show was to do this, right? When we peeped you, bro, I, I do research on people. I'm going to go look at your numbers. I'm going to go look at how you affect people. I'm looking at your followers. I'm looking. I, honestly, I don't even really care too much about the followers. I'm looking at your response to your followers. Like, do you really Word. value your followers' opinions? You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like so I, I wish y'all could have been a part of the conversation before the podcast <laughs> and how dope the conversation was and and how intellectually like provoking it was. Like, it's hard for me sometimes. It is. It's hard for me sometimes to even have a cast. It's hard for me sometimes to even do my own thing because I I, I have to. I love to be around like minded individuals, and my cast is is a very unique cast. You got KJ, who's like the the guy next door. KJ Word. is the guy is that you know very clean cut, very 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 sports um, oriented, and he's very businessy. 
You know what I mean? He's he's gonna attack things from a business perspective. You have Sidney Taylor, who's shout out shout out to Comley, old sharp nose ass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> shout out to my boy. <laughs> shout out to my to my boy, my little brother, man. Then you got Sidney Taylor, who is a very she's very in tune with what goes on in the celebrity world. It's like celebrity psychology with her. Sydney she is the definition of strong, minded. Yes, Sydney is a strong mind. Yeah, and you're not gonna sway her. No, sir. you're not gonna sway her. You no matter what to put up with me per se. You have to be a strong-minded individual because I'm gonna always challenge the perspective. That's why I call myself sure. the, the the persecutor of perspective. If you're if you, I'm gonna challenge you, and and if you don't believe in your perspective as much as you think that you do, or as much as you say, then I'm gonna persecute it. I'm getting it out of here. You get what I'm saying? I'm That's gonna real. take your perspective to trial, and, and and I hope that you have the facts, or I hope that. And the crazy part about it is when I say the facts, I just hope that you have the creativity to, to enlighten me yep. about your perspective. You, yeah, you get what I'm. My whole thing about it is, like I said, but the show is just really made. It's an outlet for the people, bro. When I say the people, everybody loves to use that line. You're the only other person that I've heard say that line that I can actually agree with. When I say you're really the people's champs, or you're really you really love to talk about things. I just hear how you how you guys talk about a lot of stuff, bro. You know what I mean? And, and I like that. I love conversing, bro. I love to sit down over over a cup of coffee or a nice little snack or something. You know, I get my black and mild, my little my little cone. Yeah, and I love to talk, bro. I do. I just love to talk to people, man. Like it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a blessing, bro. It's a blessing. I feel like that. I feel like that's what a lot of people lack it nowadays. Is that you feel what I'm saying? That's that conversing skill set, man. So all right, so we got we got the grind story. We got a little piece of how it came together. I don't want to give away too much because yeah. uh, we got a little expose coming soon for that. So we're gonna, we're gonna okay, that. dope. We're gonna tuck that tuck off that to in. the side. Tuck okay, y'all tune in. Y'all tune in around January for that. Ooh. Um, okay. Sneak peek. Well, one thing that I gotta <laughs> ask you. So we we know we know the pretty aspects. We know that you know y'all all clearly are ambitious individuals. All y'all can hold your own on the mic. All you yeah, guys are easily talented. Clear. Because yeah. if you weren't, you wouldn't still be here. Yeah. Now, what are some of the challenges that you guys had when it came to like putting the show together? Actually, making the show itself, content-wise, work. Uh, the thing about it was is you had to just find everybody niche. So everybody niche. Is like like and I until last night. Shout out to Closet Freaks, aka Ash Cash Money, my auntie. Put a lot of things in perspective for me for 2018. Just be on the lookout. I got something big lunching. By, by the way, you might want to say her at again. She bro, bro. No disrespect to your auntie, but she do not look like an auntie. That's all yeah. I'm gonna say. She don't look like no auntie. <laughs> shout out to my auntie, man. At, at Ash Cash Money, at Closet Freaks on on everything. Uh, Self made entrepreneur, man. Um, my auntie started out with a pop with a pop up shop, literally with a, a aluminum rack. Coming up to every event, bro, selling her clothes, authentic retro clothes, everything. But any style that you got, she she'll do it for you, bro. She know how to do it. Now she's in the Florida mall, and we got this thing between me and her, the way we say first one to a meal. We always we we challenge each other first one to a meal. You feel me? So um, the nitty gritty though behind Uncensored Four Seven is, bro. We had to find everybody niche. Like KJ is very sports oriented, so it's hard for KJ to really talk about certain things that 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 kj's a very he's very deep but yeah he's very simple you get what i'm saying so it's hard for him to talk about a, a certain things or whatever the case may be his perspective is very unique the same thing with sydney sydney is more in tune like you know e-news stuff like that she wants word, to talk word. about the celebrities and stuff like that uh the biggest challenge though was it's, it's still for me is because i've yet to really have a true segment uh i just aired my first segment um uh, raw and uncut 
you know, that I did with Shout Out to Vintage Goldie, um, to where I personally get to do a one on one interview doing the show because I need that. I need to I need to be able to create I need that creativity. I need to be able to be me. I'm a different individual, bro. I'm a very different individual. I want to know things. I want to know I want to know the questions that a lot of people are not gonna ask. You know That's what right. I'm saying? I wanna know your love life. Not only your love life, I wanna know your perspective on your love life. See, people ain't gonna understand that. Let me say that again. I wanna know your love life, and then I wanna know your perspective on your love life. I want you to take yourself out of your out of your own personal situation. And if you were just somebody that just read this book about mm-hmm. you, how would you truly perceive yourself? I see your relational satisfaction. I see you. You, you get me? I see that Awareness, bro. I need that though. I can't deal with certain women, bro, because I let them know, man. Listen, this honestly is just probably gonna be something very, very, very physical. Now, well, before you, you, you actually jumped into my next question without knowing what was up. Uh, for those of you out there who are wondering, he don't know what questions is coming next, so it's kind of dope that he just led right into it. Now, when it comes to dating, dog. When it comes to dating, when it comes to women, being being the the personality that you are, being the type of person as aggressive and as intellectual of a person as you are. Okay. What issues do you usually find when it comes to the dating world? So a lot of issues that I face is like that intellectual depriving. Like I, I'm deprived intellectually. Like when I'm talking to girls and stuff like that, bro, I, I hear the usual things. Oh, I want to go to school to be a nurse. Oh, I want to go to school to be this, go to be that. I find it rare. You get me? I find it rare when somebody talks to me about entrepreneurship. I find it rare when somebody talks to me about how it's not. It, I hate the generic. I want to help people. How do you want to help people though? Like, 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 really tell me. Like, what are what are the steps? Like, have you even thought about it? Yeah, all women care about nowadays is what these IG models doing, makeup, and how they look, bro. So the thing about it is, flat tummy tea. Come on, bro. Detox teas <laughs> and, and, and wraps, bro. Found out Black China isn't using flat tummy tea. But but see, but this is what get me, bro. The same thing you were just telling me about, bro. You have my friends, and then you have Chico, bro. A lot of these females, bro, they look at me, and I fill in as a father figure for whatever father, whatever male figure wasn't in their life. And I'm not even trying to be funny when I say that. It's because I say certain things like, man, you don't have to dress that way, man. You know. A woman that's showing much of her body ain't got much on her mind. Like, I say stuff like that. I'd be like, man, you got to know when to hold them, know when to fold them. Got to know when to run. Got to know when to walk away. Or the craziest part about it is, okay, you telling me your dreams and your aspirations, but let me show you how to really, like, make other people's dreams and aspirations come true, too. See, a lot of people don't do that, though. You know what I mean? Because now I'm on this whole vibe of, like, energy, bro. The energy right now that I'm, I'm, I'm how, how do you say, is, is, what is it, secreting? The, the energy that I'm exuding, bro, is, you know, I just lost my best friend, all this stuff, bro. I thought it was going to get me down, but now it's just making me go harder. Now it's just making me go smart. It's making me do all of these things where, like, bro, now that when I walk into a room, bro, I don't necessarily even demand attention, bro. They're attracted to that energy. They they like, man, I need to know what what is he sipping on? Or what is he drinking? Or what is he smoking? Or what he what is he that's doing right. that's making him act like this? And that's what I'm on right now. You know, uh there's 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 a, a lesson in that that uh I always try to impart to a lot of people. I always try to let people know, especially especially when I'm in the workplace. Yeah. One thing that I always push off on people is that when you're dealing with any type of professionalism, any type of even, you know, uh, networking, any type of meeting people, try to be the catalyst. Be the person in the room that the room couldn't exist without. Come on now, bro. 
That's how I live my life. You need to say that one more lead, time, lead bro. You, you have to you have to lead exactly. Lead. Let your energy introduce you. Let let your persona be larger than your person. Be the positive vibes that everybody's claiming that they are. Everybody to me, in, they got energy around them. And everybody energy is a different color. Mm-hmm. And it's weird, bro. I don't know if you into like I don't know how to explain it, bro. Like I'm very into like chakras and and, yeah. and, and, and meditation. Yeah. And I'm into I'm into all of that, bro. I got my closet is called my war room. So when I go up in my war room, bro, I go in there and I block out all distraction. I don't I don't turn on no light, no nothing, bro. And I sit there, I got a spot literally, bro. When you have whenever you come to the crib, I'm gonna show you my shoes and stuff is literally lined up a certain way to where it's like perfect for my body to sit there, fold my legs, I stretch, bro, and I meditate. And when I say I meditate, bro. I meditate and I reflect on me. Like I run back certain situations in my mind where I could have done better. Or I run back certain situations in my life to where, bro, I used to sell, I used to sell heroin. I used to be out here, bro, robbing. I used to be out here living life on the edge. You get what I'm saying? Because I used to be big, the biggest fan and the That's biggest mindful. advocate for YOLO. Oh my God! You, you was, get what I'm saying? You was one of them mindful. niggas. Yeah, but I was literally, bro. I was one of the people that be like, okay, you know what I'm saying? One thing about it is like it's like this, right? I'm going to drop this on it. I'm one of those people that I truly and utterly believe in ment- mental discipline. A lot of people are going to hate me for when I say this, right? But I've not told a lie since I was 13. Some people get confused by that. They say that's humanly impossible. I say, no, no it's, it's not. not. <laughs> no, it's not. They say, why you say that? I say, I just choose to sin a different way. Now, let that sit for a moment. I just choose to sin a different way, right? People say, when people, I hate when people say, when, like, say we have a company and you be like, oh, I don't lie. You ever heard somebody say, bro, you just lied right there? Yeah. No, you just lied right there. You just lied on me. Because, first and foremost, you don't know what experience I had in my head for me to stop lying. I remember I was 13 years old, bro. I used to, we grew up real poor. My granddaddy was my world. That was my Superman, dog. When I say my Superman, I promise you, it was no such thing as Clark Kent. He was just always Superman. He never took off his cape. Whether it, I, bro, I seen somebody get killed in front of me. I seen, I seen a lot of stuff growing up, bro. Literally, bro. I remember one time we was in this place called Mix, and it was like the neighborhood over. And I, it was this boy. I ain't gonna say no name because I ain't, I ain't, I ain't into, you know, what I'm saying getting yeah. people indicted, whatever. But. I seen this boy, he shot down the street, bro. He ain't care. He, it was kids riding on bikes, little girl, little boys, all of that. And he ain't care, whatever. But I seen so much stuff growing up. I had to do so much stuff growing up. And for those who grew up close to me, know what it is. You know what I'm saying? They know what I'm about. Like when you, you look a person in their eye, bro, you know what the fuck going on. You get what I'm saying? So my granddaddy just used to be different. He never, ever got caught up in hype. He never, ever got caught up in people. The only thing he got caught up in was being him and helping people, bro. Like, my granddaddy was just a different soul, bro. So, I remember I used to always want to impress him. Honestly, I feel like my IQ is only as high as it is because of him. Because he always pushed education on us. He always pushed, like, be somebody. You know what I mean? He never, he always used to say, graduate high school. And after that, just go be something. I don't care if you don't go to college. Go be something. Go go get a job. Or go help people. Go do something with yourself. Right? I was 13, bro. And I remember I had just sold, you know what I'm saying, my first dope, whatever. And I remember I had a lot of money. And I had, 
you have a, I don't know if you what y'all call them. We call them bobos. They make your feet feel fine. And bobos, they cost a dollar ninety nine. Like you get what I'm saying. So like it was, it was. We I remember we, I had two bobo boxes, and I remember I had done um taped them. I remember I taped them around the edges. So like the only way that you could really open them is from the bottom. But it, it was a certain thing that you had to do to open it. I had two bobo boxes full of motherfucking cocaine and rocks and some pills. And I had the other one was full of money. And I remember I went and bought him a watch and stuff like that. Now, on my way to go get this watch from Walmart, I'm riding with one of my boys. I ain't going to say his name either. We come back. I'm like, man, I done got my granddaddy this far behind watch. You know what I'm saying? Not the little watches that you see for seven ninety nine, eight ninety nine. I'm like, boy, I done spent some bread. I'm telling the people, like, yeah, I want this watch right here. A couple hundred dollars. I'm going to get my granddaddy to watch. Man, I come home. Talking to my granddaddy, bro. He just sitting there. He's so disappointed. And I'm talking to him. And I'm like, Gramps, I got you this watch. Happy Father's Day, y'all. Mind you, I never knew this story happened. This basically was history repeating itself for him. Mm. My Uncle James was one of the, the biggest dope dealers. I can say his name because now he a preacher. He do his thing. He he left that alone. You know what I'm saying? Rest in peace to my little cousin, Gabrielle. He stopped when, when she died. But... He said, "Man, you just like your uncle. If you got the intelligence to get this past me, man, you can rule. You can you can rule the world." He said, "You can run it." You know what I'm saying? Cause my granddaddy was very smart, bro. He was he was honestly, bro. It's no one on this earth that has ever said one bad thing about him, from his brothers to his sisters to his wife to his kids. You cannot say one thing. He was like one of them people where he was strangely almost perfect. Like even he didn't have no addictions, bro. He didn't have. He was just different. You know what I'm saying? And I seen him cry for the first time. He say, son, I can't take, I can't accept that. So he called my sister. My sister's the one who found my drugs and all my money and stuff, a little snitch. So she found my, she brought it out. I'm mad. I want to punch her in her face. My granddaddy <laughs> said, man, you got two choices. He said, before I tell you your two choices, I want to drop some on you, son. He said, the streets can either lead you to two places. That's jail or hell. Which one you want to go to? I said, man, I don't know what you're talking about, granddaddy. No, 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 no. I'm like, I'm not in the streets. I'm out here going to school. Now, mind you, I was going to school and stuff like that, but I'm selling I'm selling, I'm selling, crack and cocaine in school. You're 13 years old. You get what I'm saying? Because I get yeah. tired of seeing my family struggle. Mm-hmm. So my granddaddy said, well, son, I found this in y'all room. So whose stuff it is? I'm sitting there like, man, I don't know what's going on. No, no. He said, son, you going to lie to me. He said, "You really gonna lie to me?" Cause my granddaddy raised us. I call my I call my real mother Tasha. Shout out shout out to the woman I do call Mama Sue. You know what I mean? She she adopted me. That's my mama. You get what I mean? She raised me the right way too. But I said, "Nah, man." I said, "That ain't mine." He said, "Son, you know what?" And I don't know why. In my head, I thought he was just telling me to get out. All, Cause all he wanted to do was throw the drugs away and just say, "Son, I'm finna whoop your ass." <laughs> I'm finna whoop your ass for you like, son, I'm finna whoop your ass Yeah, yeah. I'm, finna, I'm finna whoop your ass And shit like that But, you know, you can still stay here But I'm like, man, you know what, man, you kicking me out All this stuff, no, 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 no Bro, I see my granddaddy cry for the first time I told myself again, I said I'm gonna make a note no matter how bad it hurt a person I'm gonna always tell them the truth Because I never wanna see somebody That I love like that cry I don't. I hate to see women cry first and foremost, but to see somebody that you that you love and that, that you, you care so and that much. you admire, bro. Mm-hmm. I, I literally they used to call me Shadow, bro, because I used to be attached to this man's leg. So I just I'm just a big fan of mental discipline, bro. If you want to be faithful to a chick, stop telling me that your flesh is weak. 
You speak things into the universe, bro, and you put that energy out there. You get what I'm saying? Whether you be Buddhist, Christian, Muslim, whatever, you no matter what, but energy does not energy is one thing that stays energy. Like it don't change. Energy does not change. Come on, it don't change. So don't talk to me about what you can and you can't do. I be having to tell my brothers and my cousins and that all the time. Stop talking to me about what you can't do. Can't should never be in a real man's vocabulary. You you touched on another good point, man. You saying you can't is you stopping yourself from Come doing on, it. bro. Come on. I came from Bradenton, Florida, bro. 1611 27 Avenue East, bro. I stayed in the projects as well before I moved to Crackertown. Bro, I, I lived in the worst places, bro. Literally, I went to every school in my in my in my city except Bayshow. Bro, I sold drugs. You feel me? I don't get no help. I I haven't had nobody send me a dime since I've been in college. I, mean, I don't complain about it either because I got a hustler mentality. Do you get what I'm saying? I started my own company. You know what I mean? Where I don't even just do radio, bro. I, I, was monet, I monetized podcasts before it became cool. I did this 2014, September 3rd. You get what I'm saying? I was That's doing real. this way back when. That's real. I've been doing this. You get what I'm saying? So my whole thing about it is, bro, a lot of people ask me, like, man, if you so smart, you so this, why you ain't, why you not famous yet? Or why you not this, this, this? I said, first and foremost, that's not my goal. First and foremost, bro, everything is a mindset. Success is a mindset. So whatever you deem successful is what you deem successful. Second off, bro, a fool in this money soon part ways. It's a reason why God ain't give me what I what a, a large amounts of money yet. Cause I done had large large amounts of money when he was giving it, when he was basically giving it to me, but I was doing the wrong thing with it. Right. I was out here buying drugs, selling drugs. I ain't care about who I hurt. I ain't care about what I did. And then the third thing is too, bro, it take ten years to be an overnight success and I'm only on year six. You get what I'm saying? I tell people that all the time. So, man, patience is real, a real virtue, bro. And I, you can never, when, when doing this radio stuff, bro, when doing this, this TV stuff, I want to tell all y'all that get inspired by either me after this interview, whoever, keep that same energy, bro. Keep that same energy when you either saying how you don't disagree, I mean, saying how you don't agree with somebody, how you do agree, or when you see that person, man, you want to have a real conversation with them and challenge their intellect. Keep that same energy. Do not waver, bro, because that person, if as long as you're respectful, that person is going to vibe with what you're talking about. A real intellectual is going to vibe with what you're talking about. They're going to agree to disagree but still understand your perspective. Sure. The most dangerous you can... The most dangerous thing you could ever be is become a uh, caricature of yourself. When you don't believe in the things that you're saying and when you don't believe, like, because too many people play the role of a troll. And Explain and what that is to me, Reggie. Being a troll and, and being a troll in, in the, I guess, the I hate absolute, when people say that. I'd be like, what, what is a troll? That's a great there, life to there's many, there's There's many different ways of there's being a troll. Ways. To me, the, the absolute troll is someone who just says stuff just to get a rise out of people, which means they don't actually believe the things that they're saying. That's dangerous. There's other people who actually do believe in what they're saying, but they understand that it gets a rise out of people, so they push those things. There, there's a difference between the two. Okay. When you don't believe in what you're doing, you tend to become a caricature. You become a character. Now you got to act instead of just telling your opinion but a lot of people ain't gonna look at it that deep no bro i'm gonna look at it like dang you know what he's a man but he done probably been through some things i ain't never been through let me talk with you see that's that's what a lot of people are lacking nowadays bro they don't know how to sit down and just talk they don't know how to sit down and just talk with people you know what people do nowadays if i got an issue with my girl 
You know what niggas do nowadays? What happened? I'm going to so, I'm going to social media. I, I just hate when so and so. Let me get on the timeline. I just think it's funny how. I just think it's funny how. <laughs> That's what the girls do right there with the net roll, right there. How? Yeah. Right there. I just and then anytime a girl start a sentence off like that, I just think it's funny how abort the mission, bro. You lost. She's not trying to hear nothing that you're exactly. talking about. It's nothing that you, you got to let her calm because down. Because I already figured it out. Yeah, bro. Mm-hmm. And see, and that's what I'm saying. See, a lot of these, but see. Okay, so my whole thing about it, what I'm trying to say is, uh, in regards to the social media thing, yeah. you let your girl do that. You don't do that. Word. Don't do you a man. You don't yes, do that. Honestly, 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 just me being me, I even hate when women do that in general. Like, I, if I'm dating a girl and she does that, which I've been in that situation before, yeah, I'm I'm real cool and laid back about most things. I I pointed out. I'm like. Y'all face you, the face. you understand that yeah. I'm, I'm sitting right here. Right. Like, why don't you just why don't say what's up? But that. I realize that a lot of women, and especially it's a it's a younger thing. Mm-hmm. It really a is. A lot of bro. women actually crave uh, chaos. I like to, that. I'm trying to think about back to my youth. A lot of women crave chaos, and the it. thing is, like, no, wait, wait, I think when he say the younger dude, thing, I think he talking about like our age. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think I'm Our a different breed. Never mind. But but you are those. But that's well, see. That's the one. What is that? The point one populace or something like that. Point zero zero one percent. But but being honest, being being I guess forthcoming with how I deal with things. I'm one of those people who I'll point it out, and I'm willing to talk about things. For like sure. if you tell me that hey, I didn't like when you did such and such. First thing I'm gonna ask you, I'm gonna be like, oh okay, why? Like what happened? What did I like? What about it? And then explain mm-hmm. and at that point i've never been the type of person to be like fuck that i'm gonna still do it but that's that's stupid but bro, that's what blow me about females bro like that's why i say when we bring people even on the show right when we bring people on that sense i really be listening to people when they talk but yeah. see that's why i say bro i can vibe with you because you're logical and when i say you're logical it's like you think before you speak wow. No, i'm just being I, listen listen to me it, he's really making sense right now because i've dealt and people be like, oh, them just the girls that you dealt with. No, no bro. No, it, no, it's, it's, it's been girls that I've not dealt with. And I've seen outside of their relationship. I'm watching them in their relationship. I'm like, bro, bro, just apologize to you. And he wasn't even wrong. And then oh. I have female friends, a lot of them. And a lot of them come to me for advice. And when they'll tell me certain situations and they'll break it down to me, they'll even, you know, they pull out the phone and they're showing you this and that or whatever. Screen and you like. But Buddy just apologized right there. Why, are why are you still cussing and yelling and this? And another thing is, like, I'm I'm looking at the situation, and a lot of times it'll be women are a lot more hot blooded with their responses. Yeah. So a lot of times, like, if a dude does something, and even if he does respond, respond like, "Oh, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to do that" or whatever. That's all. No, the fuck, no, the fuck, you not sorry? Because if you were sorry, you wouldn't have did it. That's like, so much waste and, and of energy. Exactly. And a lot Bro. of times, like as a dude, you try to break it down. You're like, "Yo, oh that's not necessary." Like, and why you know not, what you start feeling like to, why a not bitch. Skip? You start to feel like a bitch. And that's the thing that a lot of people not understanding, bro. They, they, you start to feel like a bitch. You start to feel like, damn, you know what? I done tried to sit here and break something down to you two or three times. I feel like now I'm begging you. My granddaddy used to always say, son, if you got to ask somebody something more than twice, you're begging them. Ooh, that's a good one. That's you, you, a good one. You, 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 I don't have to beg, bro. Bring it all in retrospect. The Mina Unsister 407, like I said, is real talk, real people, real discussion. It's very similar to my brother podcast, bro, Reggie Days. Make sure y'all keep checking my boy out. But my whole thing about it is, dog, I don't know no outlet right now, bro, besides podcasting, where people are actually really able to elaborate and talk and listen, and, to, and each listen to each other. Take it in. Come on, bro. But, yeah, what else you got for me, Reggie? Um, 
this actually jumps into a listener question. Uh oh. Yeah, shout out shout out to uh, the listener. They wanted to stay anonymous on this question. Phenomenal question. I don't know why they would choose to be anonymous on this, but phenomenal. It actually talks about what you were speaking of earlier, right? When we were talking about fame. Okay. Now, earlier when the just when the word fame was brought up, how did you your instant reaction was what? You said one quick sentence. You were like, "What?" Oh, yeah, that's not the goal for me though. All right. Now, a Care lot of people that. a lot of people see fame as the worst drug of all, but some people see fame as success. Like, they see it as equivalent. They, now, this question is for all of us, but, of course, Chico, as the guest, you're going to go first. Okay. Since you all are pursuing careers in entertainment, how do you separate the drug from the medicine? I feel like people, now, follow me on this. The drug from the medicine, first and foremost, I don't I don't really indulge in drugs. I might smoke a little marijuana here and there, but I, it, drugs ain't really never been my forte. I love to sell them. I used to love to sell them, though. <laughs> you get what I mean? Um, the medicine, I've always been a natural remedy type of dude, if you get what I'm saying. Like, some people might take some cough syrup or something when they got a, a, a bad cough. Me, I'm going to go get some peppermint tea, some honey, and I'm going to drop a, a two caps of fireball in that bit for some kick, and I'm going to be straight. Or oh, I'm going to pray on it. See, the way that you separate those two is having, like you said earlier, being conscious you have to know bro you have to everything is in moderation how what i equate fame to bro is popularity and i never cared for popularity i never cared i never cared for being the most popular guy bro i never i love to be the guy in the shadows i love it because those are the guys that's making the real money those are the guys that's really taking care the of their families. Actually, moving in silence. And come on, loud. come on, bro. You got to know when to hold them. You got to know when to fold them, bro. You got to know when to run. You got to know when to walk away. That's how you separate the two. Remember this movie? It used to be a song. It's a thin line between love and hate. You never seen that, yeah, yeah. bro? It's a thin line, like you said, between the drug and the medicine, bro. And and to really just not to be just g about it. I don't indulge in either. I don't need them. I just don't. I just, now, I'm just different, but I just don't need it. I stay away from that because, bro, once you listen, bro, all it takes is for you to snort cocaine one time and you become an addict. Now, I, I do appreciate your take on that because especially with the whole parallel between drugs and medicine. And yet again, the person who uh, supplied that question, A1, snaps all the way around because that, yeah, that, that was, was a phenomenal question. That was poetry. Um, my look is a little different. Now, going off of what you said earlier, it's kind of like the opioid ep- epidemic that's going on right now. Yes. It only takes you overindulging in medicine for it to become a drug. Come on, bro. It's not that far of a fall. Now, here's my thing. Now, I look at it as the reason why I podcast and the biggest thing that I get out of it, I love the fellowship. I love when somebody who listens to the show hits me up and just talks to me about it. Yeah. I love the conversation I get out of it. I love knowing that I'm entertaining the masses. I love knowing that I'm sparking that conversation. I love knowing that you know, there's homeboys of mine out there who they might not be able to be as eloquent as we are. You know, not everybody At has all. the same back, background. They might not be able to do that, but they want to spark that intellectual conversation with a chick. They want to, you know, have the moments where they're kicking it with a girl and they put on the show and then they both listen and talk to us. Yeah. Like we sitting in the room with them. You know, what's happening, y'all? We sitting in your living room right now. What's yeah. up? Like, that's what we do this for. That's what I do this for. I can only speak for myself. Now... How do I differentiate the drug from the medicine? How do I separate it? Um, Because I look at it this way. 
the medicinal aspect in my mind is that that's more people that we're reaching. When you are, when you do get the fame or you do get the following or the popularity, I don't care about the popularity. I care about the following because that's more people that you can reach. And those are more different thought processes that you can incorporate. True. Those are more people that are affected or that can be helped. Because sometimes, sometimes all it takes is what you say to change somebody's life, man. Yeah. Or change somebody's mentality or That's give somebody a, a second outlook or or the, the confidence to try something new or to do something worthwhile. Right. So especially since we're putting out this kind of content, I feel like to me that that's the necessity. Now, here's the issue. When it starts to lean away from the medicine and start to become the drug is when you get away from the content and you start caring more about the effect. Mm -hmm. Because a lot of people, you ever notice like with rappers, this is big with musicians, the content when, they, when they're underground, when they put out that first album, they are... It's they, raw. They hungry. Yeah, it's they're raw. Out what's in their soul, what's in their heart. They yeah. feel it. Now, what happens is a lot of people go from doing it recreationally and doing it when, you know, when they're inspired to chasing hits. The scariest thing in my mind is I can't even, I don't even know what it sounds like. To be a podcast chasing hits, but that shit sound terrible. It don't sound that right, bro. That shit sounds scary. It don't yeah. sound right. I don't know what the conversations will be about. I don't know what. I can't even picture that. But whatever that is, I know that's the first. I do not ever want to fall. But that go back that. to what I was saying though. When you just doing what you do, bro. Like I don't do it. I don't even. I can't do. I can't say I do it for anything, bro. I do it because I do it for the art, bro. I do it for the passion behind it. Like I, like I said, bro, I got excited. You see how I jumped up in the moment that you brought up a great topic. I jumped up for and sure, ran in your yeah. kitchen. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like it's that, it's Reggie. that. <laughs> like Reggie, don't do this. Don't do Whoa, this. Reggie, don't do this to me. <laughs> Reggie, you really trying to indulge? You gonna make me miss lunch? Yeah. Don't do that. I said I'm missing it because I love conversation. Like it's this line that Drake say. He pieced the letters together. You know what I'm saying? They get to talking different. Mm -hmm. He knows how to like just he knows how to like that provoke. Yeah, He's bro. It's that provoking, bro. Yeah. It's so good to me, bro. Do you know how dope it is, bro? You know what makes me mad about nowadays, bro? I remember back in high school, dog, and I had to close my eyes just to really reminisce on it, brother, when I used to just sit on cars, bro, in the fields and look up at look up at the stars and just talk about shit. Yeah. You don't even do that no stars more. Stars are bro. gone, actually. That's real. Yeah. It's I real. think my view on fame is pretty similar to yours. So um, for what I have to do, what I want to do, I have a message. And as long as the fame relays that message, I'm fine with it. The fame relays the message. I need that message to be out there. And the only way or one of the many ways I can get that message recognized is through fame. I'm here for it. But once we start to forget our message or forget our mission, essentially, once you forget your mission and you just delve off into other things like you said when it comes to chasing the drug mm -hmm. um that's, that's when, you, when that's when you stop taking the medicine because you hurt and, and you yeah. just start chasing that high you're just chasing the high that's when i feel like there's a thin line between wanting fame so like with the things that i operate the social media pages that i operate i don't want anyone to know who i am because i want them to recognize the mission that's not real. me you that's don't need real. to know who's running this page you don't need to know who's behind it you need to know what it's about and so if I can get fame to get people to recognize my mission and what I want this world to see, by all means, I'll, I'll go for it. I'll chase that dream. That's 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 reality. And um, uh, just 
one last, uh, I guess, one last little touch on that question before we move on to the next one. One thing that a lot of people don't attribute is the fact that fame itself has become a currency. And uh, just the idea of monetizing your your fame or monetizing, like, I would, I would love to be one of those people to be in that position where you're a household name only because I know what that means to other people. Mm-hmm. I know that I'd be able to, like... Um, Let's say I know somebody, right, who has a clothing line and it just never popped off yet. Or they got some sort of uh, something that they're trying to get off the ground. It's just dope. Mm. I would love to be that guy to step foot on your premises and just raise the fucking value, nigga. Mm. Like, like we on. Like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I, bruh, you know that, like, I would love that feeling of just stepping foot on your property. Like, you, like somebody like a Drake who, let's say he knows somebody who... He, I he love Drake. A, he comes across somebody who I am who, Drake. <laughs> That's how I feel, bro. All, all life he's my niggas. spirit. He's my spirit. All light skin. All light skin nigga spirit animal, <laughs> bro. I feel like Drake and P Diddy are my spirit animals, bro. Diddy too showy, man. But imagine, yeah, he like, is. But I, I'm just talking about how he be promoting. Shit. I ain't gonna lie, bro. If I if, after I hit my first meal, you are gonna see me dancing in shiny suits too. But <laughs> can't stop, won't stop. But. E. Honestly, like I would love to be that guy to see somebody who's on Instagram selling T-shirts or whatever, yeah, and then okay. and then I just go ahead. I don't even say nothing. I buy their shirt on the low, and then I put up a, a IG picture and they shit, and then tag them and be like, "Let's get it." Yeah, and then just watch their shit go through the roof. Mm-hmm. Woo! Yeah, true. that to me that Drake that's do that it. a lot though, and he does it. He, he does do that it. a lot, bro. To me, that's where it's at. That's where like I would feel like, all right, this is what I'm here to do. I would love that shit. But all that fuckery trying to be like Bunk and trying to be like all these other things. I don't vibe with you. Trying to be like, you know, all that DJ academics, all that wild shit. I Nah, bro. That ain't never been my... my I don't really vibe life. with you. And, and, and y'all, I'm going to tell y'all something. Stop doing all these damn drugs out here that's fucking up y'all mental process. That's making it hard for y'all to think and y'all doing stuff. Y'all ruining people's lives out here, Eat man. Eat them instead. Yeah, bro. Y'all out here, y'all ruining people's lives, bro. That bump, bump gang and all that. <laughs> but I think that junk is dumb as shit, bro. I'm going to tell you something. If Jit them ever ran up on me, I would shoot Jit dead in his shit, bro. I would shoot Jit. Bro, I swear to God, bro. If I ever seen him doing some shit like that to somebody, bro, I would beat the shit out of him, bro. Because I seen the thing where he came and he landed on somebody thing in New York. Like he landed on a sunglass thing, and that man trying to feed his family, yeah, bro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's like that's like Bonk Gang coming in here and saying, Bonk Gang a whole lot of gang shit, and he just bomb rush all your shit, bro, knock all your shit on the ground, bro. That's thousands of dollars worth of equipment, bro. If you don't whoop his ass, I'm gonna whoop his ass for you. Like, yeah, that's the dumbest shit ever, this. just to get views. He walked into this woman's salon, Beauty by JJ. Um, who makes hair care products and who makes edge control. You know, we need our edges to be smoothing out, you know? He walked in and he just took all that shit and knocked it all on the floor. You hear this glass, bling, 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 blow. You know how much it costs for that woman to make her product? Yeah, that that's the type of shit that we talking about when we said they get addicted to the drug that is fame. But uh, moving on to the next question. So this one's a little bit more playful, getting, getting back to a little bit of the warmer side of things. Um, now this is a, another anonymous question. The listener said, and I quote, I was listening to Kodak Black and it got me thinking. 
I'm gonna take a pause there because I ain't never thought about nothing about listening to Kodak Black. But that's just what. <laughs> that, ins- Project Baby Two is inspirational. Project Baby Two is that jam, but I don't know about inspiration. I don't. I don't be inspired. I don't know about that. Maybe I just I, really started listening to him like that. Shout out to my nigga though. His old, his yeah, he older jamming, brother. He jamming, but I, I really fought. I really fought with his older brother Holmes. Listen. That's my dog. So. But, listen but to I'm the saying, struggles. think about it. Like, I don't be listening to Kodak and then pull out a pen and a pad. And yeah, listen to the struggles. <laughs> I mean, it's a disconnect between our generation and his, though. Listen yeah. to no, no, the struggles. Right. Right. You know but what now, let me let me continue. Let me not fuck this up. So they said I was listening to Kodak Black and it got me thinking. Dot dot dot. The lines were the line was got my own lingo. I could change your whole little ego. Now, have you guys ever experienced that? Does it work both ways as men? How do you feel about women that you date picking up your lingo, your swag, whatever? And as women, how do you feel about picking those things up from the significant other that you have? What? You don't understand it? I get the question. I, I, get I understand it. the question. But how do we, how do you feel when it happens? You you should go first on this. Like as a woman, right? It, first of all, is it true? That when you date a dude, you pick up his lingo, you pick it's up his swag. You pick up it's friends, family. If you're around someone, you pick up you pick up things about them. The they, way that they move. Very prominent. That. Yeah, it, it it's supposed to happen. Okay, you're building how, a relationship. How do you feel about it though? I'm fine with it. I, I don't see anything wrong with it because it's basically you saying that you're you're accepting something from someone. Like you're you're accepting that portion of that person. I'm just trying to like think about the, for me, the, the for, phrase. I'll, I'll go. I guess I'll go next. But yeah. for me, I think it depends on the girl. Like thinking thinking through past uh, relationships, there were certain girls that picked up my my speech patterns because I'm one of those I'm one of those cats. I talk a little different. I say words like jive. I, I say words like you know these cats. Da da da. da. Like I speak a little. Nah, different. you talk like how we used to talk. Like how you still talk that way. Yeah, that's like me. Like I don't change, bro. Like people be out here trying to say certain words, and I be like, I don't understand what that means. So like I get what you're saying, but. I I remember with certain girls they'll pick up the lingo and it's like it's cute when they do it but then I remember certain other girls it was a little bit of a stretch and I'm you like trying too hard yeah don't do that so when I guess for me when it's natural I'm with it okay yeah. if it ain't natural don't just don't be out here trying to be like you know walk up to your friends what's up what's happening like no don't don't do that I like it though I like it I, <laughs> I like don't, it no 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 I like it from a different reason from both of y'all I just like it because I it, it let me know if a bitch cheating or not. <laughs> Wait a minute! I'm, I swear to God. Wait a minute! Now watch this. Follow my logic. I feel you. Yeah, I follow my logic. It. Now I follow my logic. Now every girl it. that yeah. I ever cheated on me, bro. Even the girls that I, even the girls that I done talked to, like whatever, like right, like my bro. Listen, I knew like anytime I done dated a girl, I know when she cheating, and like I'm gonna drop this shit now. Nah, when people hear this, like like when my when when, when my girl hit this, when my girl hit this now, she gonna be like, oh dang, like. If she got, if she go to question it, there's so many ways you can find out when the chick cheating. Just know that. Just know that. These are one of the ways, right? So I know for, exactly what you about to say, I know. bro. So say like, say like, if if say like, if she from like, I'm from Bradenton, right? And say she from like, I'm gonna say an off city like St. Petersburg or something like that. We talk too much like we say jewel, we say all of that, buddy. We say all of that. It's all our lingo the same. So if you're around somebody, I mean, if, if she around another nigga all the time, just as much she around me, you're picking up two different lingo styles. Muscle memory. Muscle memory is a, a big thing. People think muscle memory means your body. Muscle memory also means your brain. That's your, that's your, that's your biggest, you know what I'm saying? So if she around me talking about yo and, and, son. and son and 
all of this shit and she's she not saying all guilty. like a l l but she's saying all guilty or she's saying like certain words like her yeah. accent changing and stuff like that when she talked about i was with a girl by my ex bro so i'm trying to figure out right I'm like, why is she talking like she from up north? Like, who the fuck has she yeah. been around? And I asked her one time, and I say, man, who you done been around? She lied right in my face. Bro, I look at the number that's been texting her and stuff like that one time. The number done flashed across a little phone. 717? Yeah, it's an up north number. My family from New York. My, my my dad is from Queens. Shorty was getting that Brooklyn dick. Come on, bro. And it be like that, though. It, be, it really be like that. I like it because it teaches me how to, how to spot when you cheat on me. But you know what's fucked up with me, though? I spent... 12 to 13 of my my years in Brooklyn and I spent 10 plus down here in Florida. Yeah, you a Florida nigga too. So it's key. back. No, for it's, it switches it back switches. and forth. No, but, I, I feel you though. But that's just your nature. I'm from Brooklyn, but it's but everybody nature. in my family is from New York. So I have the angry New York accent. Mm-hmm. So when I'm upset, I'm a New Same. Yorker. When I get angry, my voice my voice switch. I start yeah. like all of my anger for some reason when I get mad, that's when the New York accent yeah, come out. That's when I start talking a lot shorter. Yeah. That's when like certain words I still can't say right. Like coffee, I can't say, I say that right. Or cool. I can't say talking like that. Well, right. I about to say that's not saying that right. That's that's saying it right in your own perspective. That's how New Yorkers talk. Coffee and talking and, and all that stuff. Yeah. I mean, but that's the thing. Though. But see, you can't but say family. that. But but you see, see that influence the lingo that my family yeah. has. On but me? see, that's the thing, though, man. I feel like people get too caught up in that. I, mm-hmm. I I really do because a lot of people don't be knowing I'm from Florida until I open my mouth. Until you hear me say certain words, like jit. if I say like bike or or when I say jit, yeah. or like when I say or when I say stuff like um. It's like it's bike. like hard to say, bro. Like even my word, my like my dialect, it's it's a lot different from y'all dialect you know what i'm saying like a lot of words ain't gonna sound the same i know it's probably hard for a lot of people to even kind of understand me right now but you don't know i'm from florida when you see me you don't because i don't have too many people say oh you from new or when i be like one in new york that means i love you like one love like my daddy like i said my daddy from new york he always be like i i be like pa i love you he be like one son huh i remember when i first heard that i'm like what (laughs) <laughs> and what did you talk about one like you talking about the number one but it's just like that but just bring it back all in retrospect like I said I love it because that's how I find out when the chick is cheating on me bro it's so many ways to find out when the chick is doing certain stuff bro you can even tell if a chick is cheating on you bro by the way she starts to dress differently bro because cause, cause girls get encouraged oh, by their by their guy style I swear oh, to god boy. bro I swear to god it's crazy bro but it's like that it's like that bro females start bro don't let no females lie to y'all dudes out there bro females are looking at the type of females that y'all follow on the gram they're looking at the type of females that y'all respond to on twitter they're looking at the type of females that y'all say that y'all like y'all celebrity crushes and stuff like that girls are paying attention they're looking at the type of girls that run up on you and transforming that shit and throwing it at another nigga See, look. That's your fault. See, see. And look see. What I told they you, also bro. looking at the girls that come up and try to flirt with you on the yeah. and look at all that. They see all that shit. Bro, like what the thing mean? about it is that's beautiful about it is like I said, bro, everything is always going to going to back down to perspective. Like you need to look at that mug half empty or half full. Like I said, y'all look at it like, oh, I think it's cute. Me, I'm looking at it like, y'all think it's cute too because, bitch, I'm about to catch your ass cheating on me. <laughs> the moment I hear you say something that's not, that's not like what it is. Or, bro, in you know, music, you, know you can catch your damn girl. Damn it. You, you music. Got I was going to say, my shit, music. Yeah. I know damn well. I know damn well. If a certain track come out, and you heard it before me, I'm going to ask you who the fuck you been talking to. Isn't the infamous if your girl starts talking about sports? Depends on the girl. Some girls like sports. If she like wasn't, nah. if she wasn't, that's and, and I don't know what it is. But 
the thing is with music, you know what your significant other's music taste is like. Sure. And you know what shit you fuck with and what they don't fuck I, with. I'll be honest with you. I just don't trust females. I don't trust them. Nah, I'm just telling you to be straight up. I know a lot of people going to hate me for this. I know a lot of your followers going to probably be like, Reggie, don't bring his dad back on the show. <laughs> but I don't trust females, right. bro. They're some of the most conniving, some of the most... Manipulative? Sure. I mean, bro, no, no. When I say, like, bro, they disgust me, bro. When I say that they, they disgust me, I'm, I'm being so serious with you, bro. Do you know, like, I've never seen a, a person lie like a woman. Like, and I'm yeah. talking about they convince you, bro. Like, when I say yeah. they convince you, that's why, bro, I just sit there and I just be like, wow, bro. Like, and, and don't get me wrong. I don't hate women or nothing like that. My mama a woman. My grandma a woman. <laughs> you feel I me? Like, the woman who brought you into this world. Yeah, like, but I, but listen, though, to be G with it, bro, like, it's crazy <laughs> to me, bro. Like, I've had a female sit there, bro. I've seen guys in relationships, bro, be, be the best guy ever, bro. And I'd be like, dang, baby girl, you lucky to have a dude like that. Because if you was with a nigga like me from back in the day, I'd dog your bitch ass. You get what I'm saying? But this nigga come home to you every night. He worked. Bro, he worked two jobs, and the only thing he asks you for is enough to just go hang out with his boys, and and he paying bills. Like, man, bro, I be feeling bad for all of my niggas. When I went back home, bro, I'm feeling bad for all of my dudes. I'm like, bro, do you know it's more to life than that, bro? It's women out here that will really take care of you, bro, that will make sure that you're good. Like, bro, but nowadays, and I can't even say all females, bro, I would say I'm going to try to give a realistic statistic. Like, 88, 87, 88% of these females out here are trash. First and foremost, bro, the only thing they try to attract you with is their body or how to or sex bro oh, wow, 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 they, wow, they don't wow. have nothing going on bro they don't have nothing going on but they think because they work a little nice ass uh, uh not even a nice ass they think because they work a little floozy ass 95 a little nine to five they think that they're doing something and because they taking instagram ig model thought pictures they doing something they're not doing nothing bro they're not doing nothing i'm and trying then, to see what part of instagram can you on because there is so much women of substance in this world bro, no, listen no, 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 point in point maybe i'm on the wrong ig world then because that's all I see. No matter who followers I go through, it's always somebody trying to do some IG shit. But honestly, honestly, like we said earlier, it's all about our different perspectives because we walk into, we bump into different people. That's true. We bump into different people and we walk different lines. But one thing I will say is I'm not going to act like I haven't seen a trend. And I know you're saying, yeah, baby boy, it's a lot of women out here with, with, with substance, and et cetera, et cetera. Bro, you know the craziest part about it is, dog, that maybe I just got a curse on me or something because I done seen even the women that look like they got substance. And then when you hear them talk, it sounds like they got substance. But when you actually get to know them, they have nothing to them. And it's it's scarce right now. It's horrible, bro. It I gotta is give, horrible. I got to give a real, real quick big ups to the Joe Budden podcast because a few weeks ago they uh, they called out uh, those girls. They called them the Neo Soul Holes. Where they like they real good at putting up the front like the they, talk, they, the, they talk about the chakra alignments the they chakra talk about they they talk yeah. the good talk just enough bro bro when I tell you they was preaching breathe, bro bro when I tell you they be preaching these these niggas broke it down they were like you got to think a lot of these women are using words like empowerment and other things that other women mean they're using it as like a coverage like a cover when she said I believe her exactly and you know when it's real I know when it's real. Yeah, I am. I I don't I don't believe these hoes, bro. <laughs> G shit, I don't believe these hoes, bro. Listen, dog, this shit really be blowing me because, bro, we we're more than that as people, bro. Bro, black people created. I feel like I ain't even trying to be funny when I say this, but I feel Whoa. like black people. Cre- Before we even jump in, Go I, I got to say this. This this might hurt a lot of people. I personally, I'm gonna I'm do a disclaimer before I say before I say this. I love SZA as a person and as an artist. Stupid. But bitch. I would call them stupid bitch, bro. <laughs> She's stupid. 
Stupid. Come on now. She I, deserves I, a little bit I more personally respect like for her SZA. I like SZA, but I feel like I would call these this group of women the SZA movement. Is that a pro? Is that an appropriate Bro, title? Let me ask y'all. Can I ask you something? Because I know you're big on music. Let me ask you some word, G shit. Word. Right. And this is why I'm so glad. I'm so happy and so blessed to be around like minded, like minded individuals. What did that one song mean? Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So, as a fellow woman who has incidentally become a side chick, um, it is about a woman who was in a relationship. So, SZA was active, not in a relationship. She was active with a man who had a girl. But all she wanted that girl to know is that she didn't give a fuck about her man like that. She didn't care about anything else. You can have him Monday through Thursday. Just send him her way. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. And you can, on the weekend, and you can have him back. And that's so fucking crazy to me, bro, because they out here promoting that shit. They think that shit is cool, but you know what the craziest part about it is? I don't know if it was you, Reggie, or who it was that I seen somebody fucking tweet this one time. They was like, um... It was like a little nice little tweet. It was like, the saddest part about our generation is we're going to be, we're going to have all the knowledge. We're going to have all the technology with no substance. I retweeted that. That was, so, that was off my time. So SZA has substance. She's exposed. Nice. Well, that's she's artistic a, substance. So she's yes. exposing something that everyone sees as a taboo. She's, now, your perspective. My perspective. So what she's trying to do is remove the clash of Jocelyn Hernandez side chick versus SZA side chick. So the Jocelyn Hernandez is the disrespectful side chick. That's the one. The SZA is the they, one that understands. It's the one that understands. It's the one that will confront you forward and tell you what I'm doing with your man. And then you know the craziest part about both of those? Yeah. Is that that means that you're okay being second fiddle. Sec, she's not. She don't care about being second fiddle. That, that is That's what it point. is. That's the point. It's not being okay. I got to correct you on that. Yeah. But she's second cor- fiddle. No, no, no. no. no, no, no. I she doesn't want to be anything. Because here's the thing. Here's the thing. You're only second fiddle if you're playing by those regulations. Now, look at it this way. Everybody, the sport, in, in every sport, there's rules, right? True. Okay, if we're playing basketball, the whole point is to what? Get the ball through the rim. True. What if somebody's on the court, one person is playing basketball, the other one just want to hold the ball every few seconds? True. Is he succeeding? Not to me, no. But to him. Now I'm gonna drop this. Now from an optimistic standpoint, you, but you see what I'm saying. I get what both of y'all are saying. Now I'm gonna I'm drop it from this. She standpoint. has no goal. That's she has no goal is. with it. No, that, that's she cool. Just fucking him. And then that's the craziest part about it is why are you just doing shit to do it? What isn't that why we do anything? Yeah. A lot of no, no. Listen to me. It's a difference. Listen, listen. It's a difference between doing something to do it, and she's literally like literally. You don't even care about it. That means that's like me doing this, bro. I see that screwdriver. I walk by and I knock it off. I'm just doing shit to do it. That screwdriver ain't touch nobody. That screwdriver ain't do nothing to nobody. That yeah. shit is just sitting there minding that's its own much, business. That's pretty much her point. But, but that's what I'm saying. But, but that's dumb. You're not doing that with no purpose. That, that's that's what I'm trying to say. She's not doing it with a purpose. But what if the, the purpose? purpose what, what if the purpose of it is, is for her to feel good? And at the end of it, she feels good. Bro, I don't think that's so what she is. Serving her, is she serving her purpose? SZA, if you out there and you listening to my brother podcast, bring your ass on this podcast because if I get you, I'm going to rip your ass to fucking shreds because I need to know what the fuck you talking about because it seems like a purposeless bitch is just making a song about purposeless acts doing purpose. This is her interview. They asked her. And she gave an answer. I want to interview her. Go ahead. I do. I I want to sit down. Go ahead. Shoot that email out. Yeah, I, get on you the know show. what I compare it to? You know what I compare it to? There, was, there were times in the past, right? 
as a dude when you're younger. And like I said, a lot of the girls that you may mess around with or whatever, you find out that she has a dude or she has a situation that's mm-hmm. her situation. Mm-hmm. She Nine times out of ten, when you hear about her situation... This guy got to deal with her attitude. He got to deal with her indecisive. And you ain't got to deal with none of it. All you do is get free. You pussy. boyfriend number two. All like Black Pleasure Pete. That's what I'm saying. He was another one. But, but. Jack Weiss is a modern But here's the question. Oh, yeah. Boyfriend he, number two. Yes, but, here, but here's the thing. Why can't a woman feel the same way? Listen, I never said a woman can't feel the same way. I'm talking about male and female, bro. I'm talking about both of them. Like, bro, what, 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 what happened to it's all right to just be with somebody. It's all right. It's okay. So the but it's also why, all right to not. The I, reason I say why, let them do whatever yeah. the fuck they want to do. But what I'm saying is don't fuck up. What I'm saying is don't fuck up a happy home though. The, no. The home wasn't happy no. if she didn't. If she no. Didn't. Side chick 101. Side chick 101. No, 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 no. I'm going to treat you. I'm going to show you real, real side chick and side piece game. Mm-hmm. My mama always told me this, bro. Your foundation can be solid. But be weary of a woman, bro. Be weary. Matter of fact, don't even be weary of a woman. Be weary of an individual that knows how to listen. A motherfucker might not think me and you the most attractive people, right? But what what's one thing we got over the average nigga? We can speak. And then what else, though? We listen. Come on. And, and, and what's something that you got? Because you got it, too. We all like-minded. You can sit up there and hear a person problems in. Well, maybe, you know, you need to do this. Or, you know, maybe. Not the average shit. Like, uh... Work a little harder, or do it. No, you're gonna be like, hey man, you know, change your diet a little bit, and you know, start eating like this. You know, being successful starts with, the, with uh, from within. And like when when a nigga hear that, and he not hearing that on a on a, on a daily I basis. Will, I will say that that's one thing that she got is that even dudes. I feel like if a dude had no idea, never seen her, whatever, just had consistent conversations with her. You I'm can, pretty sure you'll have that nigga on ten, bro. You can fall in love with her without ever seeing her. Because all. all you got to do is go like this every night. And I, you, ever, you ever had a girl like that? I swear to God. Like, like, y'all on the phone? Three hours on the phone. Three, four hours on the phone? You're like, I don't even like talking on the phone like that. But shit, like. Okay. Bro, you know that. Come on, Reggie. Hey, come on, man. Y'all act like I'm out here not spitting these facts right now. Come on, bro. Like, yo. So, what I think of his scissor movement, if I can look at it um, from generation to generation. It's exposing something that people are She's neglecting. All ass. Exposing every something that people are failing to realize exists. Yeah. And then crashing the narrative that the side chick wants your man, that the side chick is trying to ruin your life. Or the even side be chick in a relationship. Is trying to be it's a, a beautiful song. So she's it's designed trying, beautifully. She wants you to know that the woman that you think is sleeping with your man isn't trying to take your man. She's literally just living her life it's with your dick. man. On the weekend and moving on to the and, next. And let me let me add this on. Let me add this. I on. thought you was about to say what I was. Okay. Let me add this on because when you look at it from that aspect, I think my problem with the narrative, my issue with it, is the same issue I had with the Tommy Lauren thing. Is the same issue I have with anybody like that. That's my issue is that my my issue is that it's one thing if you actually believe that and you live that and that's your narrative and that's how you really feel. I feel like majority of them don't actually feel so that way. That, and they're so hiding. you don't live that because you can go on her Twitter and see that when she be saying stuff, bro, she be like, well, that's just a song. Or she don't live that. Scissor exactly. Really yeah, I can't, like, and that's I can't, my problem. I can't verify problem. SZA. I will not verify SZA. Once again, I do know that people write songs for now, her. Now, I'm not going to say that's so, my issue with her as an artist. Yeah, yeah, I was about to because, say. Because, you know, all these rappers yeah. done killed a million people, but, they ain't, but they ain't killed nobody. Yeah, um, exactly. So like, I will say not, that again. But sh- I just—it's it's like a shout out to her for exposing it. 
And it's a big fuck it you. is, and it's a big fuck Exposing you it. to all those out there who are acting like this is the gospel and acting like this is something that applies to their life and mm-hmm. lying. Mm-hmm. When you when you put up that front and you lie about you it, preaching today, put boy. it and and you make you this too. movement as something where it's like this is this is the 2017 woman. This is the 2018 woman. Ooh. This is the modern woman. No, 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 and no. they're acting like this is a standard, but even Thank they you. themselves don't I don't believe know. it. They don't like that, I don't know bro. any woman who is, other than myself, I guess, who is accepting of their role. What else you got? What else y'all got for me, Shelby? This, this, uh, this is about the end of the show. It's about that time for the weekenders, man. Um, the weekenders are pretty much our way of closing out it's our final thoughts on this show the seven days podcast man uh so starting up cheryl's man you got something for us i yeah so in the beginning of the show you heard me say i'm mad yeah yeah, yeah. i'm just angry that people just mind your business mind you you heard y'all heard me is, is that here? the whole is that the whole weekend mind i like that My, th- i like that Shelby. the weekenders this weekender is Hashtag mind your business. My final thought is is that get in your bag and stay in your bag. Don't let nothing else distract you and be careful of the energy you allow in your life because energy is infectious. Always remember that. And then my last thought is really going to be big shouts out to my brother, man, Reggie, for letting me come on the Seven Days Podcast. Big, big shouts out to Shirley, you know what I'm saying? One of my intellectually provoking partners, you know what I'm saying? I found me a little new partner, you know what I'm saying, to have some good um, um conversation with. And, um, you know what I'm saying, we at Hush tonight, too. You know what I mean? We're going to go out go, go out downtown, go have a little fun, man. Reggie, y'all welcome to come if y'all going to go out. I ain't going to lie to y'all, though. I might not go. <laughs> I was about to say, you know, you know what's funny? I was like, this nigga talking all this good shit. Why she not be there? I show up. I'm outside. I hear her. I'm outside. Reggie, bro, my nipples. I walked outside, bro. My smoke, I was smoking, bro. My smoke had smoke. Like, it's It's cold. cold It's cold as fuck outside. It's cold. It's cold. Florida turned into not Florida. Fuck that shit. It is cold, bro. Where's the sun, Florida? Oh, be be on the lookout, too. 2018. Shout out to all the ladies out there at Hush, because you know hoes don't get cold. Um, they the really don't. B, we don't get cold. Now they really don't. Picking up where y'all left off, you know, uh, uh, two great points: a, mind your business, mind your goddamn business, and, <laughs> and b, when it comes to energy, remember it's always infectious, dog. Energy don't just stay in one spot. What mm-hmm. you, everything that you're doing in life is either building energy or dispersing it. And you got to make sure you build and disperse with the right types of energy. You can't just be mixing shit out there. Yeah, you can't. So, so wear a condom at all times. Um, Mentally. Right. Wear a mental <laughs> at all times. Did Don't. I just hear this nigga say wrap up your energy? Yeah. Yeah, bro. Wrap it up, man. Protect your energy at all costs. Protect your energy. Y'all can't, y'all can't be out here raw energy swapping, bro. That's raw even worse. Raw can, can you imagine like an STD of the body is one thing. Can you imagine an STD of the and soul? The mind and the soul. Or the spirit? I got to leave. I got to go. This nigga just dropped a gym. Wow. <laughs> That's a gym. Wow, wow, Can you, wow. Pic- can you that picture shit. that? No, I'm finna, mm-hmm. I'm finna tweet that shit, nigga. Mm-hmm. I'm tweeting that shit. I'm done for the day. You won. <laughs> let me let me end it off with this though um thank you like real deal thank you to everybody who took the time out of their day to listen to us to speak with us to fellowship with us please uh reach out reach out at r-e-g-g-i-e-d-a-e-s on twitter instagram uh honestly it's crazy watching everything build. It's crazy watching all the people that I bump into on a daily basis who are starting to recognize me from the show, which is a really big thing. That That's that dope. means a lot to me. And 
I'm glad that a lot of people are making the voices heard. Like we're here for you. We're here to entertain you. If you have anything that pops up throughout the week that you want us to talk about, we nine times out of 10, we're not going to tell you no. Reach out to us, holler at us. You know, we're, we're real dope people. We are public service. That's what we're here for. Like, if not, I'd just be a nigga sitting in the room talking to myself, man. And that's really what it is. Shout out to everybody out there who really does push the show, who likes, reposts, all that good stuff. Everybody who listens on Google Play, iTunes, all the different platforms. Um, please make sure you tune in to Uncensored 407 on Wednesday nights, man. Each and every Wednesday, man, from 830 to 10:30. Sometimes we go a little over minutes, your boy Chico Ace, a.k.a. the constructor of criticism, the persecutor of perspective. Um, it's unsensible seven man. Make sure that y'all tune in. We do a live broadcast, bro. We have uh ticket links. I'll shoot it over to Reggie so y'all can know about it. We have ticket links, it's free tickets, uh right over there on East Colonia Alafail Men's Closet. You can come sit down, man, catch you a little drink, a little vibe. We got wine for the ladies, we got liquor for the guys. Um, food sponsor coming soon. Um, you know, and just come catch a vibe, man. Just come catch a real, a real true vibe. Uh, like I said, big shouts out to my brother, man, Reggie. Uh, let me come on the Seven Days podcast, bro. I had a, I had a phenomenal time, and I, I and I just got the tweet of the year. I'm finna go tweet this bitch out before Reggie try to. <laughs> I'm finna tweet this whole out. But right about this time, man, I go by the name of Reggie Days. It's your girl Cheryl's, and it's your boy Chico Ace. Y'all already know. Later days. Later days.